get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome to the 22nd installment of the What Up Though Podcast. I am not Mike. I'm not Otis. <laughs> we got a, I think one day we're going to fool somebody. <laughs> we got a, another special guest today, Jay Dunn, Aviator. You want to introduce yourself at all? What yes, up, though, Detroit? What up, world? It's your boy, Jay Dunn, Aviator. What up, though, podcast? It's a very, it's a very special uh, introduction. I like that. That was smooth. Like you, yeah. it's like you, like you, like you practice that. Or something. He's smooth, nigga. That was smooth as hell, man. Yeah, I, 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 I really need to practice my intro. I think I'll, I want my intro to be just as smooth. Yeah. I like that, dude. That was pretty dope. Right. Hi, I'm Otis. What up? This is Jay Dunn. I'm Otis. I'm an Aries. Two by three. Two by bitches all day. What's up? Got pussy dri- dripping across the state. Uh, <laughs> well, get this dick lady. Peace out. Well, welcome to the to this week episode. Uh, we invited uh, the homie Jay to. We wanted to uh, wanted to do a, a music uh, episode. You know, hip hop more specifically. So we figured, you know, why not? You know, invite somebody who's in the culture. So. You know. Yeah, we got you speaking kind of low, like you don't like, like are you trying to like imitate Jay? Like we, no, no, no. I just figured culture. you know I know my shit jumps on <laughs> you know what I'm saying through the thing anyway. So so yeah, we got uh, we probably gonna we gonna talk some hip hop. We gonna talk. We still got a couple topics we want to talk about, but probably gonna be a mainly hip hop intensive podcast. This but week. why not? I mean, we haven't done any really music music strong music uh, topics. Nah, and it's like. I have a, like so much shit I want to talk about as far as hip hop, like not shit that's like on my mind, but it's like I don't really talk about it that much because not too many people who I want to talk about it with. So like, we could talk about it. We got Jay here. Like we can have a good, a really strong hip hop discussion. We got a lot of like, uh, a lot of listeners who are hip hop fans. So uh, I feel like we could reach people. You know, people are gonna be interested. So I think it'll be a good, good discussion. But uh, before we get into that. Do you have any uh, non-hip-hop topics we want to touch on first? God damn it, I said touch on. Yeah, we got this thing. He, he, he says touch on a lot, so he, he tries not to say touch on. But why? Then he, because it sounds like molesting or something? Mm-hmm. That's exactly why. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah, exactly why. That's exactly yeah, why. And, and so, every time he tries not to do it, he just does it anyway. Yeah, I'm uh, play, I think I'm going to just stop. Well, this is an anti-molestation pot. <laughs> no, they all are. But yeah, this one, this, this one most specifically, yeah, it definitely we is. Love, it, love, it, love the kids, but not in that 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 way at all. Right, right. Um, other than that, um, I think, I mean, like always, you know, we, we have a, a small sports segment. Lions won, thank God. Uh, Darren Will, Darren Wilson's still free. Um, <laughs> that, that shit bugs the shit out of me, man. Darren Wilson. Darren Wilson. Nigga that shot Mike Brown. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, free as hell. Uh, it's, it's been a lot of stuff. They've been doing a lot of, a lot of more, a uh, lot more protests still in Ferguson. They still killing fuckers in Ferguson. It was a uh, kid... A kid shot there maybe two, three days ago. Um, apparently, 
there was an off-duty cop who was moonlighting for like some. Oh yeah, 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 I heard about that. Moonlight for some organization, I don't forget, and he started doing a, a ID check or what they call a pedestrian check. Somehow the kid jumped out of the bushes with a sandwich and somehow shot the cop, and then the cop shot him like sixteen times. Somehow, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sketchy on that story though because like so far it hasn't been confirmed that the nigga actually had a sandwich. And like to me, that sounds like something that a dumb nigga just made up. Well, my thing is, like they were like, it's still okay, ain't confirmed he got a gun. I mean, well, I don't know, I, I know, but like the cops said, like the cops claiming that he shot at them, and then it was like some witnesses came forward and said, oh, all he had was a sandwich, and that sounds like a dumb nigga lie. Like you couldn't come up with nothing better. What? Like they just wanted, they knew that we are we're in a time right now where white cops being violent on black kids is a hot topic. So. We're in a situation where you could say that that the the black kid ain't do shit and people are liable to believe it because we're just this this is just happening right now. Yeah. So I feel like some dumb nigga was like, I, uh, no, no, he ain't no gun. He had a foot long from Subway. Like they like they didn't piece together they lie good enough. Yeah, I, I get that. So like, I, I'm not I'm not sold on him having a. I'm not sold. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sold on anything until it's proven, but. I'm not sold on Ferguson police, just, <laughs> just right. period. Exactly. So it's like, you know, I don't, when it first came out, that was a story I kept hearing, you know, he had food, sandwich, whatever, but they still ain't done nothing with Darren Wilson. They still ain't, you know, that, so that's really been like my, the focal point of, you know, the whole thing for me is like, they're still going through that bullshit and people keep getting fucking shot and. It, it it don't make sense to me, so I'm not I'm not sold on that. I, I, although the sandwich thing sounds sketchy, and it and it does sound like you know it could be something like you know we can say anything because we got you know the me, we got media on our side, but they they yeah so yeah that's another that nigga was hiding in the bushes. Like he was hiding in the bushes with a sandwich. Like exactly. I, I don't know. Like and he you know, just hopped out. He just hopped out with an Italian BMT, and the cops was like, da, 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 da. like Gratata. like and that was it. Like no, oh, man, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I mean, but we 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 but we but we're you know in a situation of you know uh, police police ah, police <laughs> police police brutality where you have the you have the kid that's been killed in Walmart in Ohio for having a, a fake gun you got right. another case where uh, a kid was handcuffed and a corner rule that he shot himself handcuffed <laughs> you you know you got all these other cases and, and it's just like you know it's just police were you know over you know any civilian just because they're police and they I think they've shown themselves not to be you know Forthright, you know, so I think it's it's worth it's worth it to be uh, questionable. You know what's funny to me, man? It's funny. Wasn't there a guy that recently like almost got into the White House? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. did he he die? No, he he didn't die. But motherfuckers just standing around, just dying. Well, like, I'm, just, I mean, I'm not feeling that, it's, man. It's a couple of cases. The uh, the 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 Boston Marathon bomber, the second one, he didn't die. The uh, the kid the, the kid in Denver who shot up the uh, theater he didn't die exactly the kid that is I, I don't remember the city but a kid got into an altercation a physical altercation pulled a police gun and he didn't die and it just so happens coincidentally that all them fuckers are white 
Exactly. So, you know, I don't, right now, I don't really have that much trust with the cops. Bottom line, use your common sense, pretty much. I mean, you, Ooh, can, which you, can, you can get across the White the White House lawn and not get killed, but yet you just, our brothers is dying. So, I'm just not feeling that, yeah, man. He, he, common sense is saying that, like, <laughs> I don't know what, common sense is saying that if you black, you probably going to yeah, die. If you white, you probably going to live. I don't, I don't even know who, who has to use common sense. The police need to use common no, sense. No, I'm saying he's talking about, like, the people looking at the stories need to use common oh, yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. common sense dictates exactly. white, you live. Black, you die. I've been to D.C., and I've been in front of the White House. I didn't even want to touch the gate. Oh, I feel right, like if man. I touch the gate, immediately the Secret Service is going to be putting barrels in my skull. So I'm like, I wouldn't even want to touch the gate. And when I heard that this nigga hopped the gate and got into the White House, my very first thought was he made it all the way across the lawn without getting killed. And he made it into part, uh, par- partial parts of the White House. Like, he right. made it in there. He I'm was- like, he made it in. Like, you you mean to tell me he... Like, I feel like if I tried to climb over the gate at the White House, I would have got shot like before I even got anywhere. You would have got right, right at the top of the gate. You would have got pilt <laughs> You would have <been> booked. <laughs> You would have been booked immediately. So, I don't know. I mean, that, that case is really interesting to me because it's like, you can either focus on a guy getting over, a mentally ill guy getting over uh, with a gun, getting or whatever he had, getting over the gate. So, you can focus on, you know, security, trying to, you know, not, you know, be lax enough to kill the president. Or you can kind of focus on, like, why the hell a mentally ill guy got a gun? So, it's like so many things that, you know, then, hell. And was, was he even really mentally ill? Because, I mean, I feel like that's the picture they paint every time a white person do some fucked up shit and kill a bunch of people. Like, they, the first thing they do is, okay, what was wrong with him? Like, oh, he, 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 he's suffering from depression or he got bullied or they try to figure out a way to paint it so that exactly. he, the white guy is almost the victim. He was suffering from all this mental well, anguish. Well, my, was not, this crazy I guess my shit. thing was not even that, that. He was even, you know, the fact that, you know, the playing a mentally ill role because that's what they played with the guy from uh, this, uh, the Denver that yeah, killed all the folks. Shit. Yeah. yeah. But my thing is it's another L angle is why how, how is it so easy for anybody to have a gun legally not the people that's illegally having guns but all the people that can legally have guns and do all the stuff they do. You know so that was the one that was kind of the thing I was kind of you know questioning but yeah so we have all that but we have hip hop so Wait well, no, no before we go into that though that's a good segue into what I want to have, I think, is a new weekly segment on the show. And I don't know what to name it yet, but I, I, I the segment is going to revolve around how we got to get white people out the paint. Like, we need to get, like, <laughs> white people got to, like, <laughs> we got to do something to get white people to chill. Like, because I feel like every day or every week, there's some story where some white folks are doing some fucked up shit. And, like, we... Black folks got a real bad rep, but white folks out here wilding. And I feel like every week, I think that's a segment we should have every week where we profile or spotlight some white person who we got to get out the paint. I'm, I'm, like, I'm down. They're wilding. Because it happens every week. And it probably, does. And it, probably multiple, right and, 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 and multiple yeah. times. So. If, if we we can actually be stereotyped, they, they can too. So. Yeah. yeah, I kind of feel... I, I mean, when you, when you brought the idea up to me, and I was thinking, like, it kind of be one of those... Uh, like Charlemagne, uh, donkey of the day, kind of like exactly. you know, so like exactly like, like white that. person of the week and shit. Donkey, <laughs> <laughs> like I get it, I, I, I'm for it. You know, I don't want to say Caucasity because that's already Caucasity. <laughs> Where is that from? It's already branded from uh, the Deez versus Miro podcast, but so I don't want to say Caucasity, but 
that 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 general idea of like an instance of caucasity. Like, and, and for this week, I want to talk about the 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 white cop who smashed in uh, the black dude's window for no reason, and then tasered dude just like they called no him a danger. And you, him a day and when you broke in his car, yeah, and it's so, all on video, and like, yeah. and, the, and the crazy part is that's on video, and somehow the cops are going to push that they were doing the right thing. It's all on fucking video. That's always that's how they build it. They they we have the video where we see the fucked up thing happening, and then I think I tweeted after I saw it, like, okay, so now all we got to do is wait for them to paint the picture of how the black guy somehow deserved this. Like they'll talk about, yeah, when he was twelve, he played a violent video game, so. He he was already fucked up, and then he uh he broke into Coles last week and stole a pair of socks, and you know they do whatever they can do, do. right to terrorize the black dude. I'm tired of that. Oh, he has a psychological problem, but what else? We we just thugs. We just oh we don't have any money. We're we don't have have anything. I'm not feeling that, man. Well, well, I guess the thing with that is that you know even you know you go back to Mike the, the whole Mike Brown story and. Allegedly, you know, he was in the store and he stole some cigars. Now, stealing cigars isn't a fucking death sentence, no matter what the case is. Exactly. So if 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 he in fact stole some cigars and he left out the store and Darren Wilson, which it was proven that Darren um, when he met with Darren Wilson the cop, it was not because of the store. So that was a total separate incident. But say it was, he met with him. There, um, Mike Brown should have been in jail. Exactly. He shouldn't have been killed. The punishment does not the, fit that. Crime. Yeah, and that's and that's right. what keeps happening. And you you can go back to uh, even locally. You can go back to Malice Green. Malice Green got beat to death in in ninety two was it ninety two ish because he wouldn't open his hand for drugs he had supposedly had in his hand. They beat the shit out of him and basically got beat the shit out of him in his car. Took out their fucking flashlights, wiped the blood off, and threw them in the trunk. And that's and that was local. We all know the story of Malice Green in Detroit. So right, and that was before this shit was tri- like it's trendy now. Like to kill it's trendy the, now. It's trendy yeah. to kill niggas because that happened. Because that happened. <laughs> I, think, I think that happened before. Uh, um, what's the guy? Rodney King? Rodney King. It was around the same. It was time. around the same time with Rodney King. Yeah. And the thing is, Detroit actually handled handled it as best they could. Every officer that was involved. And the Malice Green beating was suspended without pay or docked. There was no suspended with pay when that happened. Okay. Everybody in that whole case was suspended without pay until the whole thing happened. So Detroit actually handled that well. But, you know, you have these cases now where, the uh, you know, Darren Wilson has been on leave with pay ever since that happened. And that's been like, shit, damn near, what, two months or some shit like that, give or take? So, you know, it's... I can't wait till Darren Wilson has to give an account of the reason why. Like, what was your well, reason? I want you to t- verbally t- say it in the court of law. What was your mind thinking that made you want to do something? Now, like you me? know, the crazy part is he's the crazy part is the crazy part is he's been in court. He had one court appearance that went under the radar to the next day. The uh, Department of Justice interviewed him in court. Yeah, maybe a month ago, but it was rarely fucking advertised. You know, so it's like they snuck his ass in court, took him out, and he's still getting paid while oh he did some God. fuck shit. You know, so and isn't it a thing where like they don't even have to determine if they pressing charges until January? Yeah, so they have to the Department of Justice has in January to you know figure out if they're going to press charges. So now you know you have all this other shit happen, and you know there's nothing happening with him there. So. 
I don't know. I it's 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 total frustration, man. I just think that you know, being a a black person, especially a black male, it's just too fucking hard. Like I see why Raven Simone wanted to just be human. <laughs> That bitch didn't, you know, she don't want to be black because it's hard being black. Shit. I, I mean, I get it. If you want to fuck around and say you don't black, I, you know. Right. She, I, got a, she got too good a grade of hair for that shit. You know, even when it's green. <laughs> when I say you it's purple like the Joker, fuck it. Yeah. Like you I know. tell my, my little brothers, man, I tell them, like, if you get stopped by the police, just keep your hands up. Like, tell them what you you doing before you do anything because you don't want to give them any reason or an excuse to like kill you. I'm so I'm I so think we need to record like every we, single person, every single black person when you get pulled over, if it's for speeding, for whatever, record that shit from the moment they walk up to your car. Record well, you know, everything. Well, you know, like in Russia they have dash cams. Oh, we need dash cams. We need we need mics. We need everything because Wait, the drivers? You mean yeah. the police? The police well, guys get dash cams. No, I'm talking about uh, no 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 like in Russia, every all cars have dra- uh, dash cams. Every car has dash cams oh, wow. because um, people do too many insurance, like crazy insurance jobs and shit like that. Like in Russia, for instance, so everybody has dash cams and shit. So I think they need to hear. I mean, it's sad that you actually have to go to those lengths to be able to prove that you're innocent. You don't have, you know, a cop is to fuck around and just catch us driving down the street and mow us down, and they get away with it. And you know, that's just how it is. It's it's just fucked up, dude. So I don't say what. What's the big I don't see why it's not easy to just say, "Hey, okay, we're gonna put the cams on every cop." Like, well, they're they're starting to test a lot of places now. Kalamazoo, there's, there's some places that do Cal- have it. But. Even you know, close to Kalamazoo started testing uh, uh, camcorders on officers and stuff. So I think it's going to happen more. But it's just fucked up that you know you employ these people to to protect and serve, and most of the time they just do what the fuck they want to. And because we're civilians, you know, we just. We get a death sentence for silly shit like walking down the street or, you know. I feel you, oh. I mean, just just because somebody makes a mistake or robs somebody or does anything, they don't deserve to have their life taken from, from them. People, people make these decisions all the time, you know. That don't mean you got to die for it. Yeah, yes. I think it's like... Still a cigar is in a death sentence, dog. I don't care what the fuck he stole from that store. It, 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 an unarmed robbery, if by chance he did it, and the video, it, I'm gonna go with the fact that he he stole cigars from the store. Okay, get it. He stole. He should be in jail. That was never a death sentence. That was never six shots to him, two shots to the head. An unarmed person for stealing cigars, if that was the case. Just put Darren Wilson under the jail. Bottom line, man. Yeah, yeah. Also, he, if you if from a Almost from a business perspective, right? If you're the police, right? The police have a really, really, really bad rep right now. Whether these killed... Let's just work on the assumption that every single black dude that got killed from Oscar Grant to Mike Brown, whoever. say, Let's just say for the sake of argument, all those killings were justified. The police have such a bad rep at this point. If I was the police and I felt like... Not the police, but if I was like, say you know, in charge of law enforcement or whatever. We have such a bad rep at this point. Why not just say, okay, let's just put the cameras on every police every police officer so that we can show that we're doing our jobs the right way. So, like, even if you legit, you have probable cause for camming up every officer. So, if you really at fault, then you got, you got reason to cam up every officer. So, I don't see what the reasoning could be behind not doing that. Because if you're in the wrong, then... 
some some other entities to say, okay, y'all need to be cammed up right. so we can make sure y'all ain't fucking up. And if you in the right, you should be wanting to defend yourself. Like, you're like, hey, cool, I got, it on, I got it on video. I right, know what so happened. we can you prove know? that right. we were justified because all right. these cases are kind of he say, she say type shit. But to bring yes, it back he around. Say she's, she say and a motherfucker gets shot five times. Like, right. Come on, man. But it, these... This shit would be open and shut if all these people had. Cameras. I mean, I, I think too though it's like one of those things where a dead witness can't, you know, can't tell his side of the story, you know. So Mike Brown can't tell what happened, you know. And, and I mean, it's uh, it's num- numerous, you know, cats that's being killed, and they can't tell the side of the story because they're dead. So that's one of the things that you know that's on their side. You know, they can't, you can't tell a story, and especially if it's you know little to to no witnesses. You know, we we just fucked, you know. So. You get to a point where, you know, I remember the first time I got profiled, I was 17. I was, when I, I the, the project complex I lived in, I was like 17, almost 18. The project complex I lived in, you had, the, where I was, where I lived in, it was one exit that was near me. Police came this way. I had to go that way just because of the way I was going. Mm-hmm. I was parked on the street. I bagged out and I went that way. And they just came and pulled me over. They turned around and just followed me for like two blocks, pulled me over, and I ended up getting a ticket for no proof of insurance. You can't tell that from looking at the fucking car. I was driving my stepdad's car, and the envelope where he had the proof of insurance slipped under the seat, under the seat. So I couldn't find it until after they left. But I got, exactly. but I so I got tickets for like no proof of insurance or registration, and I had to go to court to show that. And when I showed that, I you know they, they you know they took it away. But he didn't pull me over for that because yeah, there's no did. way, no way you can look in the car and say, oh, he ain't got insurance. Or he, or his license is fake. Or my you license is looking. Yeah, you can't tell that from looking. So I got, you know, I got pulled over just because I decided not to go the same way, and it was just because I didn't have to go that way. I needed to go the other way. So you know that shit been happening since that was like '97. You know, I say so that about police all the time that they pull. I feel like I've been pulled over a number of times based on police rolling the dice. Yeah, like they look and say like, okay, like I got pulled over last weekend in Canada. And I feel like I got pulled over. There's no I feel like it about it. I got I got pulled over because the police saw that I had a United States license plate, saw I was a black dude in the car, and was like, I feel like the chances are we pull this dude over, we'll find something that we can. He fucked up. His license is suspended. He fucked. He fucked up because he he pulled me over. And he was like, uh, Do you know how you know the speed limit is here? And the speed limit in Canada is different because they go yeah, by kilometers. kilometers right. But all our cars have both miles per hour and kilometers per hour on it. I was aware that the speed limit was 50 kilometers an hour. I was going 53, 54, something like that. And the police were in one lane. I was in the next lane. And I passed them. But if the police were going exactly 50. I was in the other lane going about 53. So obviously, science, I'm going to pass them. So I... I I went as soon as I passed him, he got behind me and pulled me over. He's like, "Do you know how fast you're going?" I was like, "Yeah, I was going 53 kilometers an hour. Speed limit is 50." And he paused and was like, "Ah, got his ass." Yeah, yeah, he he paused and was kind of like, "Well, I was going to speed limit and you passed me." And I was like, "Yeah, I was going 53." And he he went back. He he took no. First, he asked me how many how how much have you had to drink tonight? Like, what the fuck? Like. 
<laughs> you searching for reasons. Yeah, like I wasn't. It's not like I was I mean, swerving I mean, or you're black. You drink, right? Like it's not like I was swerving. I was <laughs> a human being. I and, drink. In, and, and in Canada, of all places, because white people are so fucked up all the time in Canada, they always are fucked up. Right. So like he basically what he looked at is like okay, this black dude in the United States plate just passed me. So he's obviously going more than fifty. He was hoping that I didn't I know that. The speed limit was 50 kilometers and not 50 miles per hour. Even though there's a, that's a huge difference. Like 50 kilometers per hour is like 35 miles an right. hour. Like we got us a new up. one. We got us another nigga. Like you could be going like, go like 70 miles an hour and that would have been equivalent to what the kilometers or some shit. No, it's lower. Like, oh, lower. I, I was going like what would be like 35 miles an hour. So he, he thought that I didn't know so he could pull me over. and He used that as an excuse to pull me over. Hoping that he could find something else. He was like, how many drinks have you had? I was like, no, we just left her parents' house. You know, just went to go visit her parents. And he took um, he took my ID. He took her ID. And uh, he came back with it and was like, yeah, well, uh, this could have been a $65 ticket. But I'm just going to let it go. I'm like, oh, I, oh, thank you, officer. Like, whatever, man. You, you thought you was going to flip me on some bullshit. But uh, real quick, just real, real quick, to bring it back around... With the whole idea of, of we got to get white people out of the paint, I want to talk about the the security guard who broke into the not security guard the officer who smashed the car. So black dude is in a passenger seat, and he uh I don't know what they put him over for. It's like a minor traffic violation. They asking the dude in the passenger seat to get out the car, and the dude's like, "Why the fuck? I, why I gotta get out the car?" He wasn't saying why the fuck. He's like, "Why I gotta get out the car? I didn't do nothing. Like, I gave you all my information. You know what's up." And they're like, well, we don't have the information. Blah, blah, blah. He's got like the window like cracked just enough to talk. The window ain't down. And they're like, yeah, we need we need this, we need that. And he's like, I gave you my information. I guess maybe he didn't give him all the information. So he gets the rest of the information. And he's like, you know, just having a casual conversation. But his whole thing is like, why are you asking me to get out the car? I haven't done anything. And they're just like, get out the car, get out and the he's car. In the passenger seat. He's not even he's in the passenger seat. And then they just step back and then bash the window in with the with the billy club. And it's like Kids in the back seat, they start screaming. They immediately reach in, taser dude, no fucking reason. And the, and the girl, his girl who was driving, she's on the phone with 911 because she doesn't even feel comfortable with the police doing what they're doing. So she's on the phone telling them how, you know, she don't feel comfortable with police outside and what they're doing and so forth like that. And they just broke the fucking window, tased him, and you can see him getting, you know, reactions of being tased. And ugh, it was ugly, dude. So yeah, that's the, that's this week's scenario. How we got to get white people out the paint? Because he just he just that dude was doing the most, man. You you don't need to be and the police standing by it too. Yeah, talking about the, the, that they had reason to feel threatened. Like how you feel threatened by an unarmed dude inside a car with the windows up? Like what, what the fuck? Like what is he doing? Like he ain't doing shit. How you feel threatened? You outside with the gun and you the police officer and he's just sitting at the window like, well, I got to get out the car. I feel threatened. Let me bash this nigga's window in and tase him. Like what the fuck? So, yeah, man, like, we got to get white people out the paint. They, they're doing the most right now. And it, it's amazing to me that they feel like they can be, like, really just frivolous with the rights, with people's rights in a situation right now where they're, they're under super scrutiny because like, they're doing the most. Like, there's black, every week there's a new story about some black dude getting killed or arrested or shot, whatever, for no good reason. So if I was a white cop, I'd be on my P's and Q's. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm being mad careful. So, they're still just like, yeah, nigga, fuck them. So, yeah. 
So uh, we're gonna take a quick a quick break and come back and we're gonna hit this hip hop shit. And we're back. Yep. So um Thursday, me and Jay went to go see Nas. Uh oh, you went as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Classic show, man. Yeah, man. He uh so he has a new documentary out about uh it's it's called Time is Illmatic. It's not completely about Illmatic, it's kinda of about about Nas background growing up and shit, but it starts off with a documentary called Time is Illmatic. Then he performs the Illmatic album. And that's pretty much the show. And man, like, my thoughts going into it was like, man, Illmatic is like in everybody's top hip-hop albums of all time. It's it's an undeniable classic, and it's definitely one of the best hip-hop albums of all time. And uh, for me, it was like an opportunity to see one of the greatest rappers of all time perform one of the best albums of all time. Because the album came out in 1994. And I wasn't going. I don't know about y'all. I wasn't going to concerts when I was twelve. So I wasn't either. <laughs> so no. I looked at that as an opportunity to see to see a to see something that you wouldn't have seen otherwise, unless you grew up in like. I mean, unless you were old enough in the early nineties to see that shit. So it that was, was definitely a real once in a lifetime thing, you know. Yeah, that was a real special experience, man. Now, have y'all seen Nas previous to that? I had. I never had. This uh, was was my first time. I had. Not actually, not too long ago when he had a show with uh, DMX at Shane Park, so I had seen him then, and he did a, a more you know well-rounded group of songs. But I, I'd seen him before, but it wasn't like this because this was a more intimate setting. We had good seats; we were pretty close, and it, it and it was dramatic. You know, it was, yeah. it was just it it was just dramatic. It wasn't like you know everything. Yep. So it was. That was like a, it was a really good experience, man. The movie was good. It was pretty short, probably about an hour, a little over an hour. And immediately it jumped off the Illmatic. He, you know, they, they started playing the Genesis intro. And they had like a countdown from like 2014 backwards to 1994 with some like imagery going on during the Genesis intro. Then they started playing New York State of Mind and he came out and... You know what I really liked? I liked in that song he said nothing's equivalent to the Detroit state of mind. So he yeah, actually, he did. He did. He actually that. showed 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 us some love actually. Yeah, that was dope. So um, let's talk about Nas for a minute, man. Like it's so much to say, but like man, like let, let's just talk about Nas, man. Like what are y'all general thoughts on Nas? Because I mean, well, we, we talk one. about. Nas, the greatest rappers of all time, and Nas, Nas is Nas is definitely, if not my favorite artist, he's definitely top shit. I I, I know you you're a big fan of of top anything. You know I know you rate a lot of shit, Mike. I, you I, I, I kind of do, yeah. You rate a lot of stuff. He's very um, opinionated. <laughs> no, and not, not even opinionated, but you know, even with shows, Mike Mike rates his stuff. You know, he rates he, he rates a lot of stuff. Um, but I would have to say that Nas is definitely probably my top three, maybe, you know. I would put him top three. Top three rappers of all time. Illmatic is definitely one of my favorite, favorite fucking albums. And he's always, he's just been one of the best storytellers in rap, period. Like, I don't know, I don't, I don't see better storytellers you know, happening, you know, in our era. It's just, I don't think it's just going to happen. You know, he, he, and he, it, it comes so, it, it comes off the tongue so natural. You know, it's like, you know, Nas is one of, one of those artists where 
I don't think, at least early in his career, he never had to force it. You know, um, it just, it just, it just flows, man. And and he's definitely been one of the, you know, the better, the better, the better artists and just rap, you know, hip hop. Period. You know, Illmatic came with, with, with no, no features. You know, what I mean, it was just, you know, him and. Illmatic would definitely be my one of my top albums, you know. Period, man. Yeah. To me, Nas is like a poet. Like he's a rapper, you know. He's hip hop, but he's a poet. Like I don't take. He's not interested in to me making club music or making a hit song. He's just a writer to the people, and that's what I really liked about Illmatic. And it was written. The dude is just a writer. Like he's a poetic artist and. He inspired me to write a lot, a lot of different stuff. You know, like he's definitely in my top five. I can't give him like number one because I think number one is like an artist that 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 like can like do it all. Can can be a poet, but can also give the give the like dummies the like club pop type music too. Like can can like do it all. But Nas is definitely like if I was picking like the artist that I like and that inspired me the most. It would definitely be not. And you can give a good if you can give a good perspective on that because you can talk about how they inspire you as a rapper. Like we can only talk about our perspective as fans, but you can talk about how they influence what you do. So who is you? Who would you put in that? Not, not I'm not going to put you to say like who is your number one because I know that be that might be difficult for you. But it's actually what easy. kind of <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, okay, well, go, go, go for it then. Go for it then. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. People, I mean, honestly, it's Jay, man. It's Jay Z, man. Um, like my preference is a Nas type artist, but as an artist myself, like I really admire an artist that can be a jack of all trades. Like if it's if we just talk, talking about bars, then we're talking about Eminem. If it's just about who got the sweetest bars and the coldest bars, I mean Eminem. Nobody's messing with Eminem. But the ability to make a club record, to give you bars, to give you the street, to give you the real shit, to give you the poetry, to give you everything. That's why I'm rocking with 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 Jay. You know? If yeah, it was just about bars, it's about Eminem. If it's about just that poetry and that vibe, like the artist who I would mold my career after would be Nas. But if it's the if it's the prize for the most well-rounded MC that 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 can do everything, I I gotta give it to to Jay. That is a very very strong argument, and coming from somebody, me personally, I'm not a big Jay Z fan in the sense of like, oh, give me some new Jay, give me some new Jay. I want some new hoes. Like, I'm not like I'm not checking for him like that just because for me, I I just never I was just never really into him to the degree that I've been to other artists. But based on your criteria, that doesn't take away saying, from acknowledging them, though. Yeah, exactly. So, right. Like based on your criteria and what you said, as far as like, especially when you put it in the comparisons, because when you said like, if you talking about just bars, Eminem, I a hundred and ten percent agree. If you talking about just like the poetry and and, and shit like that, I, Nas, I a hundred and ten percent agree. And then when you mentioned Jay, as far as if you want bars, if you want club bangers, if you want hood shit. Jay Jay does absolutely deliver all of that. So like that's a that's a very very strong strong argument for Jay Z. Yeah, I, 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 I can't I, argue with that. I, at all. I, I definitely agree. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think you you probably put it put it best. I, I don't think I can really yeah. uh, put it any 
any any different way than that. It's a pretty you know? unassailable argument. Yeah, I, I really don't like. I think when I started thinking of you know lyricists, you know I you know obviously you know Eminem is one of my favorite. You know just because you know not even not even because Eminem is just one of one of the traits. It's just that he just does what he does well as hell. You know, but Nas, you know Jay Z, you know you can't mention Jay Z and Nas without without mentioning Eminem. You know, nope. but but if you want to go, you know, from if you want to count up, you know, for me, you know, it goes, you know, with uh, a Talib and a Black Thought and you know the uh, Andre Three Thousand and and cats like that. But it's funny, you know, a lot of people, you know, they they disregard, you know, cats that are in groups because of the group thing. Like they, a lot, of, a lot of cats disregard Andre Thousand. A lot of cats disregard, you know, Black Thought because of groups. But you I know, don't think they disregard Andre. I think because Andre has Andre set himself apart because he put out what, what when Andre put out the Love Below that that was when he distinguished himself individually. I think like you could look at it and say, okay, before that the arguments were, well, which guy do you like better in Outcasts? But after the love below was kind That's of like very easy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know, big big boy. No offense, but Andre just the most creative dude. Like we can talk about love below tracks. There's some classic tracks on there. You know, he he stretched the game. You know, it's like anytime a dude you can do a song and you don't sound like anybody else. It's like the way the game is, is and that's now, and that's what Andre did. Yeah, and that's what, exactly songs what he did. sound just like other songs, but right. Andre Andre don't sound like anybody, and that's exactly. what made him exactly. a beast. Eminem Eminem don't sound. You know, you can't duplicate Kate that. You know, yeah. I, I, I think that's probably a, a good. That's a good and bad thing with uh, with Jay is that you know I think with in in Jay's career he's he sounded like Big in some things. He sounded like other rappers or something, but he was so creative in his, and you know, and he's still creative in his thing that he was able to, you know, mimic other rappers and still make it big. I don't think there is no other. I don't think it's too many other rappers who've been able to mimic other rappers and be successful. You know, everybody had to have their own niche or whatever. But you know, I think Jay was able to do it in such a way that you know he would still be able to maintain Jay and not to say that you know he's sounding like big. You know, you go back to. Uh, uh, was it was it was it the Who song where oh, you know what? Yeah, Who? Yeah. Right, you know, and originated. That was that was jazz old song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, he was able to do it in a in a way that you know even even mimicking somebody else, he was able to do it well. And I think that's a you know that was one of the things that you know he he's been able to do over his years as you know although. Every song, it seemed like the Jay of Dunn or other guys, you know, he didn't, he wasn't the, you know, the star. And that is the, the, like, genius of being an MC. Like, it's a lot of MCs that just, like, they bars are just so dope. But to me, as an MC, I think that the genius is having your bars be dope, but dope enough where the common man will understand it. And not just the niche fan, but the common man can go, damn, right. you know, instead of just your, like, core fans going, damn, you know. And no, I give shout-outs to all the core core fans, but the MC that can make the the masses go crazy and not just the core fan, that's what I think equals the, like, genius. The more people you, you like, can, like, touch 
while also staying true too. Cause we can. I mean, I know we we gonna talk more about this hip hop shit. But it's a lot of people that's just I, doing songs just for the crowd, just so, just like for the fans. Tell me this, Jaden. I got a question for you. What do you think about how do you rate? How do you rate Bun B? I love him, man. Uh, I, like Houston <laughs> Trill. I mean, you know, I love Bun. Like I don't. I, I love. I, I, I'm a big fan of UGK. I'm a big fan of uh, Pimp C and I, uh, Bun B. I, I always question though. I wonder that if I think they came out in an era that they shine, and I think that it, I always thought that if they ever ever came out in an area, an era, excuse me, that other rappers were a lot more popular, they may not have been about because they were more originators. And I never, I don't, I don't know if I think that if they would have came out ten years later, they would have been as you know. I always think of a, a pioneer rapper is that no matter what era they came out in. They would have been dope no matter what. Like I think Nas would have been dope no matter what. I think Eminem would have been dope no matter what. No matter what. I always thought that if UGK came out ten years later, they may not have been as dope as they are. Just because I think they were trailblazers with the with the sound, and you know the South didn't have that. You know when they came out, and it's no diss to you know uh, Bun B or Pimp C. You know, mm-hmm. but I think they were you know definitely originators in their own right. I just wonder. If they was out five, ten years later, would they have the same buzz that they can't that they have, you know, now? That's a good question. Um, is your point kinda like you feel like maybe UGK is a slightly overrated for being like originators I, as opposed to being Well, the, I think it's quality and talent. Well, I think at the time I think the the time they came is out, I think the saying? South I think the South was totally lacking. The South wasn't the South. You know, they, I mean, between, you know, UGK and Scarface, I think Scarface would have made it no matter what era he came out in. I just think, I think that if UGK was 10 years later, you know, I don't, I, and, and I, they probably wouldn't have been as, as heavily respected as Yeah, I don't think, I don't think it would have happened. And I loved UGK. I just think that the time they came out, they filled, they filled the void that wasn't there at all. And so I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not bringing up the point to you know argue it, but I just think <laughs> no, that no, it's an interesting I, point. I, I just think that you know UGK, UGK, ten years later may not have been the UGK that we know. It's an interesting point because I think it, it kind of plays into the idea of like an artist legacy versus the artist quality. Right. Because on my way over here, I was thinking about, I was thinking about what we we're going to talk about on the show, and I thought about. You know, talking about Nas and all this shit, and I thought about it led into a thought of um, the all-time greats. And anytime you mention the all-time greats, the first names out of people's mouths: Pop, Big, Hove, Nas. And my personal opinion, especially as it pertains to Biggie, was Biggie was like a mad dope lyricist. Like he was, he was really, he was really good. But part of me feels like. Biggie is so uh, respected because he died. Because I look at it like, okay, Big, I I don't look at it, I can't say for me that Big is one of the greatest of all time when he only put out two two albums. And I feel like if you you, you look at him as as a lyricist, he was dope. 
But like, can you really say you that was all time? You only put that, out two albums. That was I the art like that because he was he now. Was dead. We're, we're all in the same age group, so I'm assuming. You know, I know we had the we've been around the same arguments of you know Pac versus Biggie, and I always yes. I, well, and I've always been I've always been a pro Pac fan. Like it's not the and I, I think we came in an era where you had to choose one. And I didn't yeah, feel most, like you. I didn't feel like definitely. you. I didn't feel like you needed to choose one. Like they were both though. But I just I felt that discography wise, it wasn't. It didn't. It wasn't even equal. Like even equal. I wonder if 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 Big had not died, what his career would have been like. Because when Pac died, he had already put out. I don't know. What, okay. <laughs> no, well, I'm trying to figure out like how many albums. Okay, so we got. Strictly for my niggas was his first. He had me against the world. All eyes, All eyes on me. me. And the Machiavelli album came out after he died, but it was fully done before right. he died. Right. So is that it? Was that was that four? Thug that Life, it? which was you, had, you had Thug Life. You had uh, uh, the Outlaws album. Okay. So, um, but strictly his solo joints. So we'll say five. Yeah. So just go for that. Yeah. So he had a a pretty strong body of work before he died, whereas Big only had the two albums. And it makes, and even then, Life After Death came out after he died. So I, I believe it did. I'm not 100 around I'm it, sure yeah. it did. But it makes me wonder: like, is Big's legacy largely contingent upon the fact that he died early? Because it's hard for me to say that. Like, can we really say he's the best of all time when he has such a small body of work? I feel like he's given that because he died. And if you look at somebody like, and that that train of thought spans across all artistry. Like if you have like uh, like take okay take Robin Williams for instance, Robin if you ask somebody hey who's the best comedians of all time, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody to mention Robin Williams in the top five. But once Robin Williams died, everybody's like oh my god he was such a genius he was well, one of the best I comedians think, I think, all his movies I, I were think classics it, I and think all this you, shit yeah I think we, like, I think when you die you, I think it adds it adds a, a shock factor that you wanted to be more relevant than it really was like my point is that I, me personally. I kind of question putting Big into that conversation just just off the strength of his. I think his potential was. I think his potential was great. I think, and then you you could put other people like Big L in the same oh, conversation. He was so I was, fucking dope, man. I was going there, man. Yeah. The punchlines. Big L was so crazy. fucking dope. Big L was man. dope, but yeah. it was like. Big L was a dude that didn't even really. It was almost like people didn't even really know about him. Yeah, yeah. I can put a Big L record on that. Like just listening to that, it makes me want to go home and write something for real. Because it's just the punches. Just he just was hard, man. The bars was hard. I, 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 I think I, I just think a lot of people put in potential of what an artist could be to put in their you know their the categories of best versus what they actually had. And in, and that's what I think for a lot of people that builds what they're you know what they're basing stuff on you know like I say Big had a few albums and he had the position to be great and it just didn't happen you know what I'm saying you know sadly because of death Pac you know had you know many other albums but you know I don't think Pac reached his potential but you know you you would never know what you know an artist could be and I and I think I would probably catch a lot of flack for it but I think that. I catch a lot of flack for what I just said about Big. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think that's kind. Of, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel that same way. It's like people think it's blasphemous, but I mean, I, like the reason why I picked Jay was because of the the longevity. Oh no, I, and, I, and, I, and I and I get that. I, I totally get that. I, I I do feel that you know, and I go back to old UGK. If Pimp C would have still been around, P 
Pimp C would have never been a bigger a bigger artist than he was. No. Pimp C wasn't a rapper. Not really. I mean, he was. He was a, yeah, he was a pimp. He was a pimp. Pimp C was a pimp, and that's what he was. And, Smoking you know, hot, throwing right. He was a pimp, and he sounded good. You know, with it. You know, yeah. I it's think like the, like that's why I love UGJ GK because they both brought different things to the to the game. Yeah, to, they, to the song. They they brought they brought they brought drug they brought they brought thug thug and they brought drug dealing to the thing. You know. Obviously, a pocket for the stones was not, you know, uh, <laughs> it was not a metaphor. You know, a pocket for the stones was a pocket full of stones. You know what I'm saying? So they brought that to, you know, and I think they brought the, you know, the culture of, you know, especially, you know, you go from the late 80s to the early 90s. That was, you know, all the drug dealers, you know, you know what I'm saying? That was them, you know, from velour suits to feelers to, you know, that was them. So they, you know, they, they glamorized that from Too Short. Too Short has never been a great rapper. No, no, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Too Short never been a great, but, you know, he made fucking tons of fucking Let's music. Talk about longevity. I would God love, damn. I would, I, I, got like I would love to see Combat Jack or any of these, you know, podcasts do something on, po- uh, on Too Short. And it would be something. I would, would love to have a podcast. Yeah. I need to tweet combat yeah. you say if you too short yeah but it would be great I think, I think it would be a but thing is I think it would be a similar story to Ice T it would be you know it would be the same kind of you know he was he was a you know a, 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 a nigga that sold drugs and he came in and started selling. I mean he was too short was talking he wasn't even rapping. Exactly. You know what I'm saying a lot of his shit didn't even rhyme you know but you know it was catchy and you know the ghetto was the one that that was the one song that put him because it, it it reached so many people who 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 was in that same situation. It didn't matter what the fuck he said. The ghetto, you know, was so catchy and it just it it rolled off people's tongues. You know, people could relate to it, and I think that's a lot to do with music too. You know, if you can relate to it, you know, that's half the battle. You don't even have to sound good. Long as you can relate to it, it's gonna you know it's gonna sell. We gonna buy your music, you know. And that's why, like, I'm not dissing short at all, but that's one of my issues with the game now. It's like you look at basketball, you look at sports. The best is are what's gonna make it. Well, with rap and hip hop now, you really don't gotta be the best best anymore. You know, you if it's about who 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 you actually know is what's gonna get. Get you on, but I know cats personally that bar for bar could kill a lot of cats out, but you would never know them. It's it, it's kind of like it's kind of like and one basketball. You can <laughs> you see some of the sweetest cats on and one, but they would never and they would never make the NBA. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, except for the one guy. That's uh, a good, that's a good comparison. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, it's a good. It, you, you got so many cats that can ball and one. They on videos all that shit, but they would never make the you know the big league that, except the. Raphael Austin, or whoever they got, he played Rafael, for the Raphael Austin. Austin. Yeah. yeah, skip to my loop. Yeah, skip to my loop. yeah. yeah. And even then, he didn't make it too far. He was, so, yeah, he was never like a star. Enough. Yeah, so it's like you know, you can you know, you can get the publicity uh, somewhat, but you know, you never. And I and that's what I think with a lot, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of rappers, they just yeah. never, you know. But there are you know the rappers that I felt that embrace the culture of hip hop, you know, because there's a definite distinction between rap and hip hop. Well, it, you, I mean, at some point, it was a great distinction between rap and hip-hop. You know, now, I think, you know, you have a lot of just rap. And one of my friends, you know, uh, she coins it as crap rap. 
<laughs> and you know you have like the Migos and you know all these other guys. <laughs> Remember the Stanford Migos? Versace, Versace, Versace. Before you know, before you got here, we was uh we was looking up videos because uh Bobby Bobby Smurder was on um, Jimmy Fallon. Caught a body about a week ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just you know as as Mike said to do the uh, the, the, the dance. And you know what's fucked up? I like that song though. I'm not gonna lie, it's lie hard not to. But you know what's fuck? You know what's funny about that? One, it's a mix. Two, uh, um, what's the guy from G Unit? Uh, uh, Lloyd Banks. That's that's been Lloyd Banks, Banks song Banks. forever. Yeah. That's one, not even Bobby Smurder's song. The one thing I I don't take Smurder serious as an artist, like as a as a lyrical person, but some of the time you want to have fun with like music. Well, and that's I, the thing. I, I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. Let's take it for granted. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I, I, yes. I mean, I get it. I, but I, do I, I take him seriously as like an no. artist and as a words wordsmith? No, but it's a it's a it's room in the game for like him. I just don't want the masses that's like you know going out catching bodies about a week ago. You know that's that's. All I mean, I'm you know, it's crazy. My my nephew plays power football, and I was at one of his games a couple of weeks ago. And a couple of weeks ago, so I was I was at one of his games. So at halftime, it depends. Like in some of the uh, the home fields. They had music playing and shit like that. So at halftime, they was playing music and they was playing it. The kids was going nuts. nuts. And I'm like, do y'all hear the words he's saying? Exactly. You know, so that's why I was crushing. Like, yo, you got him on Jimmy Fallon. Do y'all realize what the fuck he's really, really saying? So you got the roots in the background, like, you know, playing music and all that shit. And then you say, like, dog, what the fuck, dog? We live in an area, we live in an era of singles right now. Yeah. Like, it's not about making music. It's not about making albums. It's about making a hit. And, and like that, a lot yeah, of people, it's been like that for years, though. A lot I of mean, people don't even work toward making an album because, like, when we grew up, we hear a hot song, and we think like, "Oh, when is so and so dropping this album? I want to hear this shit." Exactly. Bobby Smart is probably never even gonna come out with an album. It's all about putting that single out. You get the plays, you get the iTunes purchases, you go on tour, you perform your shit. The album probably never gonna come out, and that's music in general. That's not even just rap. Like, you can put on like a pop station, like ninety five five. And you'll hear single after single after single after single. Yeah, Dude, and you Detroit. won't know anybody, but you know the song. And, and, and the, 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 the worst part is Detroit. Detroit radio is crap. You hear some of the worst shit on Detroit radio. It's yeah. crazy because you say that you're right. It's not about albums anymore. But we started this whole conversation talking about one of the greatest albums of all time. And then, and then we go to like, it's not a lot of commercial records on there, but just the album. It like. It it brought you to the era. This is Queens, 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 Queensbridge. This is how it is to grow up black in America. This is how how you feel. These these are the things going around. It's like that's what I miss about the game. But the problem is that stuff is not really marketable anymore. Like to me, I love it. But people don't want to hear that. They want to hear, I caught a body about a week ago. That's what they, they want to he hear. He threw his hat up and we don't know where the fuck his hat at. <laughs> <laughs> but when we gig into shit, you know what I'm saying? Come, come down. And I, exactly. And in the 90s, we were looking it. for the next hot album. Now we're looking for the next hot song. And, though, and, and it's funny because, it, it, yeah. and That's really what it boils down to. You remember to. the, uh, and I think I got it, I think we both around, downloaded it around the same time. You remember the Exhale Top? Top hundred songs. Oh, the Double oh, XL Top Two Fifty. Yeah, Double yeah, yeah, yeah. XL did a top two two hundred fifty hip hop songs of the nineties. 
Well, what and this, was number one? It wasn't right. It wasn't it was, right. It oh, was okay. just. It All was. Right. Just, but okay. that had that em, that embodied the best music of hip hop that we we will ever hear, yeah. ever in life. Yeah, it's it's flawless. It's it flawless. is flawless. Okay. ever in life. Great, ever in life. Yeah, and we just won't hear that no more. Like you know, after. 2000, I mean, we have, you know, random songs, you know, throughout the years, but there will probably never be that collection of hip-hop ever again, because hip-hop isn't that no more. It's, no, it's, 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 it's watered it's down, it's, 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 and it's done. Songs. It's, yeah. it's popularity, because that's how you get paid right now. Like, you don't get, like, okay, when we grew up in, like, say, the 90s, right, you, you put out, take a, well, let's just take Eminem, for instance. He put out My Name Is, but the goal was to get people to buy the Marshall Mathers LP. Mm-hmm. The Marshall Mathers LP went diamond. Right now, exactly. the goal is to get that hot song. Because once you get that hot song, you get the iTunes downloads. You get the YouTube views. You get the Twitter retweets. You get people coming to your shows. And that's how you get the money. The money's not in albums no more. So... The they, artist isn't motivated to make a body I mean, of work. The artist is mo- motivated to make a hit to get the money because that's how you get paid. You got paid off the albums back in the nineties or the early two yeah, thousands. Now you get paid off the tours, exactly. the merchandise, the but, but niggas ain't even got Jimmy Fallon niggas, appearances. Niggas ain't even got albums to have. Drake didn't even have an album for years. He had mixtapes yeah. before he even made you know what I'm saying like album money. He was touring off of fucking mixtapes. Yep, he exactly. never even made a fucking album. And I'm, 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 I mean, I'm, I, I like Drake's music, and I would like Drake's music even before he was, you know, popular. I mean, you can go from Drake, you can even go from either lesser artist than J. Cole. J. Cole had some of the dopest fucking mixtape, and his albums never made it to the, in my opinion, the popularity as far as sound that his actually, like, made. And then when he, when he went, like, Rock Nation, there was never, they never got to the point of his mixtapes. His mixtapes was yeah. dope as fuck. Exactly. I I feel like like you you mentioned Eminem. He came out with high my name 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 is. All of us know that Eminem bar for bar is like the greatest of all time. But his first single is high my name name is. So yeah. he understands what the masses are gonna want, what they are gonna flock to, and that's. And I don't think he did it on purpose. Yeah, you're right. I don't. Even, I think it was just it was it it, it, it coincidentally just happened that you so know it was a hit. It, it made it a hit, but I don't think you know M made that. I mean, he was he was like one of the the last street rappers. You know, you go back to um um he he did a couple of compilations years ago. Uh, damn, I can't think of the name of it. It's pissing me off now. But you know, uh, he did a couple of compilations when he was new, and you know, he wasn't. I don't I don't think M was ever in it. To get to where he was, I don't think he ever set out to rap and say like he's going to be one of the biggest rappers ever. It just happened. He just wanted to. He just. It just happened. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I think the best rappers are the ones that are dope that can get get you bars, but are genius enough to put the bars in a way where the masses can truly appreci- appreciate it, and not just a, a a select few of like hip hip hop hop heads. If you can be dope. But also be dope for the masses without changing yourself too as an artist. I feel like that is the genius of what the game is. You know that's a that's a great point because you know you know who I think of with that is Cassidy. Like because you talk about people who can who can reach the masses without changing themselves. You look at a guy like Cassidy. 
Cassidy was like everything on the underground. His mixtape, his freestyles, his battles, all that shit. Everybody was checking for Cassidy. But then when he got on, he changed his style up. He made it. He was hot for a minute nationally, but he never actually made it. He never actually cashed in on his talent or his popularity that he had based off his mixtapes and battles and shit like that. So that's a good example of like how somebody can transition from being hot on the underground or being dope as a lyricist, but being able to actually make it nationally and stay true to yourself and reach all these different kinds of people. Like that's a that's a diff that's a difficult uh Lightning strike. That's a difference. Right. Very difficult. Happen. I mean, as an artist, is like me. Like a good artist is creative enough to give the masses what they want. But what we're wrestling with is like this ain't really the music that I love. Like you feel real excited as an artist about something, a song that's dope and that you love. Right. But it comes a point where like you're doing music for everybody else. Everybody else say it's dope, but you not feeling it, and that's the conflict that 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 is going going on. I want to come back to that in a second, but um, one of the things that I want to talk about too is on my way here. Another thing I thought about when I was stuck thinking about Big and Pac and Jay and, and, and Nas and M is um, the basically the kind of like national well not it's not that big now but like the the way we rated albums was on the, the source five mic uh system and i personally still use that system because the five mics is that's that's like the holy grail of like a hot album is, is if you got five mics what a coincidence illmatic five mics right that's that's what got me on that point. And when I was thinking of like the great artists of all time and the people that they talk about, I was trying to think of like how you would rate an artist discography based on the uh, the source five mic system. So I was thinking about somebody like Jay. All right, so you got Jay. Jay's got I don't I don't even know how many albums Jay has at this point, but I don't know. We'll say ten. Okay, so how many five mic albums do y'all think Jay has? <laughs> I would say I'm searching it right man, now. Man, reasonable doubt, of course. Um, Off the top of my head, I would say people would probably say reasonable doubt, blueprint, and the black album. Yeah, at least three. So, and me personally, I love American Gang- Gangster album too. That's one of my favorite one of Jay's that I I just don't think like, I be. love albums like like that because it wasn't about making a hit song; it was about like making an art album, and that's what I love about that one myself. So I would say four. So if you say four. And then you look at, um, say, okay, let's take Tupac, right? And I'm only only talking about, like, the ones that they put out. So, talking about Pac and Big, talking about the shit that they put out, the shit that they made while they were alive. So, let's say, I look at Pac and I think, like, okay, we'll look at Strictly For My Niggas, Me Against The World, All Eyes On Me, The Machiavelli Joint. And I would say, I don't know... Which ones I would give five mics or whatever, anything like that. But I would say he doesn't have anything less than four. Who? Who's this? Tupac. Okay. Nothing less than four. And then I look at Eminem and I think, okay, I think his best ones are the Slim, his first three. The Slim Shady that, LP, Marshall Mathers, and Eminem Show. Yes. Oh my to God. me, well, those certain, are all four and a half or higher. The Eminem Show to me is just the shit. Now, I don't know how... Okay, well, the the Marshall Mathers definitely made... I'm, I'm just looking on Wikipedia right now. But I wonder how... 
how much did that affect it because of Eminem and Benzino's beef that he didn't get anything else because of? No, I'm looking at how we would personally. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got, okay, my bad. Okay, like how right. we how how the fans as a whole were rated. So the way I look at it is, those first three are four and a half or better, as how I would personally rate them, and then, however you would rate Big, say, Ready to Die and Light After Death, two fives, four and a half, five, whatever. So, my question is like, do we use that as a way of? Should we still kind of use that as a a way of measuring artists because? I kind of still use it because I, you look at a guy like Eminem, right? And you say like, okay, this is a guy who has, who to, in my opinion is the best lyricist of all time, but his entire body of work, as far as albums go, he has three that I would say are about four and a half or better. And the rest are kind of like, for the most part, dismissible. Like they're mediocre, good, whatever, but they're not really in the conversation. Like, so do we look at that as, do y'all look at that as a way of uh, how you measure an artist's greatness? Because with Tupac, for instance, I feel like Tupac never really put out anything less than a four. That's, that's a great question. It's like, it's making me think like real hard. Like, And do you think like, and like Jay-Z, for instance, do you, does Jay-Z lose points for having like, say you give Jay-Z uh you give them reasonable doubt. Give them the blueprint. Give them the black album, and then you American say American Gangster. Gangster. But that's only four out of what? Like I don't, I don't really know, but like I feel like it's somewhere in the ten album range. Like, does that hurt him in his overall legacy to only have three that are looked at well, as as like certified? Like I don't think the so. shit. I think, in my opinion, it's more like. It's hard to do these albums because, like, you and does it hurt big to only have two to judge from? Well, how many? I mean, how many big albums do Big have though? You know what I'm saying that's on my point. Ready to does die, it hurt him to like, only have the two? I think you can. I guess we can only judge the artists by what they have done, and I think it's not fair, partially because it's like I think I heard Jay say, "Reasonable doubt." It took over twenty years to make and then these other albums that come after that are just okay we're gonna spend a year on it so that's true you know it's like it's it's hard making that first album a a classic even though me personally i think i think you feel the same way that Nas' second album is better than the first album that's another thing i want to talk about to me and and i wanted to keep Nas separate because Nas has an even greater body of work and then it's like how do you even I don't even know how to really write Nas shit because Nas has like such an insanely huge body of work and the way his body of work is looked at varies from person to person. So you got like you got Illmatic, then you got It Was Written, you got I Am, and you got uh Stillmatic. You I mean got yeah. Disciple. I, I love Still, You got Godson like Godson. Like like You got the end the, well, the nigger album too. Yeah, I, I wonder how they do because it's like good. I don't I don't know if uh if Goody Mob ever made any uh, any had any five mic albums. So I think Soul Food should have been a five. I don't if know if it, it wasn't was. it should it should have been. But did you know did you did you see the thing where Source came out and like re re mic'd classic albums? No, I didn't see that. Yeah the Source came out with a thing maybe like 
I don't know, it wasn't too long ago, maybe a couple years ago, where they they kind of went back and were like, okay, these are my albums that we gave four and a half mics to or four mics to, and looking back, they should have got five. Hell yeah. Like, I think so the they source changed gave it. Midnight Marauders four and a half out. Like, come on. I don't know how that Five mic album. Man. I don't know if that was one of the ones that they changed, but, like, they changed, like, The Chronic. I think they didn't originally give it five. They changed The Chronic. Oh they changed Doggy Style. They changed the Marshall Mathers. But then it's like, you know, it, it, they when, when, once they start getting the point of changing stuff, I always shit. wonder, like, who are these fucking people <laughs> that's, like, doing these ratings now? You know, it's like, and, and, it, and it, 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 it makes But you me, do need, that's necessary, though, because... Oh, it's necessary. I just wonder who the people doing the ratings initially, and now, now you know, so it's like, do you dismiss all of the people that they gave five mics to previously, now that they're re-miking? Because, I mean... Technically, if you could remite one to be more, you could remite one to be less. less you know, yeah. so yeah, true. But I think that was their way of saying, like, I think that was their way of acknowledging the fact that <laughs> their five mic status is given such a so, so much respect, and they look at it like there's all these classic albums that we fucked up when they first came out. Like, because I don't see how you can say you can look at the chronic and you think of like, okay. Let's list some of the five mic albums, and then people think, "Wait, wait, the Chronic didn't get five mics." Oh and the source looked at it like, "Okay, well, we're like the holy grail for like giving ratings to albums, and we fucked up, and we didn't get a Chronic five mics." So I think they looked at it like, "This is us fixing our mistake," because maybe they looked at it with fresh ears in 1992 and was like, "Yeah, this is dope." And then over time, they look back like, "Okay, what the fuck was I thinking?" Because I know I've gone back and listened to stuff after the fact. Multiple years later, it was like, wow, this is way better than I thought it was when it first came out. The Blueprint is actually the perfect example of that. Exactly. For me, for me personally. Because when the Blueprint first came out, you're right. When the Blueprint first came out, I wasn't, I didn't, it's not like I thought it was bad, but I didn't think like, I didn't look at the Blueprint as like, oh, this is one of the best albums ever. But like, listening to the Blueprint now, it's like, what the fuck was I thinking back in 1996 or whatever the fuck came out to the soulful sound that Ye brought to it it's sort of like yeah you're right yeah so I think that was the source of the way of kind of like fixing their mistakes but I kind of think I I look at the five mic rating and and the way we rate albums and I think like is that is that a good way to measure artists because you got guys who are widely regarded as like the greats of all time who might not have a a strong body of work in that regard. They might have, say, six albums, and like maybe one of them is really good, and the other five are mediocre. But they're just lauded because of their, I don't know, reputation or whatever the case may be. Right. And on my way here, I was I was just trying to in my head think of like how, what what mic ratings I would give to a certain artist's discography, and kind of comparing it to who we who people generally say are the best. Rappers of all time. I think a good way to do it, I'm not saying that this is the perfect way, but like after that first, second album, like the artist is pretty much like producing music, just kind of on the fly, trying to push it out. Let's just look at songs, longevity, and the amount of hit songs and songs that really touch touch you instead of the album. Because like these older albums, like Illmatic, Reasonable Doubt, they're like (laughs) classic albums, but these newer versions albums are really more commercial more like okay I know that these 10 11 songs are gonna be hits I'm not really trying to tell a story I'm not really 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 trying to stick to a certain thing 
So it's kind of hard to measure the same thing. So I think the the best measure would be to just go song for song. Like Guru said, let's stretch out all our lyrics and see who's go, go on the fur, furthest. Let's see whose songs, who got the most songs, pretty much. Because these albums is difficult. To me, longevity is, is a huge factor. And that that's kind of touches on our uh, discussion about Illmatic versus It Was Written. What do you think about Illmatic versus It Was Written? Otis, since... The, view, the viewers can't see that I looked at you when I said that. Put them on the hot seat. Well, we, well, me and Jay already talked about it a little bit, and we could talk about it more, but I want to see what you thought about that, because obviously Omatic is, is touted as, like, not I think, you know, I like, perfect work. Like me now. I think, I think, it, I think it was written, you could, you could clearly show the growth that, that Nas had. I mean... It was one of those ones. I mean, I think if you could read albums, you know, he was here. He was at one level. And I think when he got the, you know, it was written. I think you you could just tell the maturity in him. I think I don't. Y- y'all won't get me to say if it one was a better one or the other. I won't do it. <laughs> but I will say you could definitely see the uh, the growth that that Nas had, and both of those are are probably the two best albums that I think that Nas made. Um. I think after that, I don't, I don't, I don't think he, I don't know. I think one of the, I mean, I don't know. I, I think those are two of the best albums he made. I just think you could tell the growth that he had with that. I think he was more calm with uh, it was written. I think you know he didn't, I don't, he didn't have what he, he didn't have to prove what he had to, what had to prove for Illmatic that he had to do it was written. I think he was a lot more comfortable in his music. And you know, I think that was you know probably the, what made it, um, uh, it was written such a good album is that you know he just had total growth with that album. My thoughts on it were, and this is what I said at the concert, is if you listen to Illmatic, Illmatic has everything that everybody tells it to have. It has it has it has the uh, the lyrics, the storytelling. Every, Illmatic's a, a a pretty flawless piece of work, but Illmatic sounds dated. Like yes. if you listen to Illmatic, it sounds old. Like yeah. and, I, yep. and you can t- it has a very a gutter kind of like this Vin- is like my Vintage first classic. joint. Vintage, yeah. It, it sounds He grew up with it, 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 it was written. He grew up like It a, sounds a lot. like a guy who's like just getting his feet wet. But for me it was written was far more polished. And it sounded for me it felt like and a more yeah. polished piece of work. So like, and what I told Jay at the concert was that I think that had a lot to do with the Dr. Dre influence on it was written, and it was written for me had like if if I looked at Illmatic, not Illmatic, Nas has like a bazillion songs between his bazillion albums, <laughs> and if I were to personally rank his fav- my favorite songs of Nas, it was written. I'd probably pull a few off of that one, yes. like. I put a, a, a probably a, several songs off. It was written that I would rank higher than songs off Illmatic, just because they just had like I can name the a few. overall production. <laughs> like you take something like Affirmative Action, dog. Oh like, God, man! You like you know what Foxy Brown like, verse on there was just. I don't know if she wrote it, but her <laughs> verse on there was just killing. But the message. The message and if affirmative street action, dreams, street dreams, I gave you niggas. power. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he had yeah, talking like, like he was a gun, man. I'm, like you take, and he was one of the first ones to do some shit like that. Like if you take something like affirmative action and the message, man, like 
for, for just for me, like those, like I, I I can't put nothing on Illmatic over that. Like I would maybe take like New York State of Mind is one of my favorite joints of his, but like the message and uh, affirmative action and shit like that, man, those are like my all-time favorite Nas joints, man. And it was just a, a much better production, a much better sound. He was way more polished as an artist. And, man, that shit was just flawless, dog. Well, like, I mean, I think the album Ill, as a Ill, whole, but, Ill-Matic, like, those joints specifically. I think Illmatic was so much a staple. Illmatic know. has more staying power for me. Yeah, I mean, because I think he, he set probably... The, Not Illmatic. I meant it was written when I yeah. said that. I think Illmatic for me had so... It, it, it stood out because it was... I mean, it was... It was so original. I mean, you know, he 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 set a, a decent precedent, you know, precedent w- with that album. But I think, but, but you know, I don't disagree. I think um, it was written. You know, he grew so much with that one, and you know, he, I think he felt calmer with that one. I think he was more confident with that album, and you know, with Dr. Dre's influence, I think that had to be a lot of influence. He had, I think, he had way much better production with that album. You know, um, a lot of, I mean, but. I, I, I still can't choose between the two, <laughs> but I, I mean, you know, I, I I wasn't. I think the with, with Nas, I think the only time that I really questioned Nas, it was with Street Disciple, mm-hmm. uh, which is the double album, and I was just like, mm-hmm. I didn't know what the fuck he was doing <laughs> with with Street Disciple, and then it was you know I, I just didn't know. I mean, it that's was just. I mean, some of the time, Nostradamus was my side eye for him. Yeah, the labels want you, want you to just get these albums out. You know, your name is out there. So it's kind of hard. Like, them albums, Streets, Disciple, Nostradamus. I, don't, I wouldn't consider them classics. But there's some songs songs on there that I like. No, they, I, 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 I don't think they were classics. Yeah. By no, One, by four, no stretch. Four, two, forty-fours, three loaded yeah. clips. You know, I, there's some songs <laughs> that I like on there. Yeah, it was the definitely album songs. itself as the art, the art itself, you know. I went back and listened to Street Disciple like way after it came out, and it felt like I was kind of hard on it when it first came out. Like when it first came out, I mean, because you have, I mean, the thing is, you have you have a certain expectation, man. You know, that's kind of like with uh with Goody Mob. When Goody Mob released Royal Party, I was disgusted with them niggas, dog. I was like, fuck Goody Mob. I was so pissed, dude. Because I mean, I knew that was a you know one of those albums that you know the 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 record company wanted them to push out. I think it's difficult, man. Like once you get your name out there, and it's like okay, it's pressure now. It's not about making music for the love anymore. It's about okay, I gotta make these record label labels happy. I gotta make these club pop records, and it's like you forced. So them first two albums, like the Kendrick album, classic album, like that album, Five Mics, the uh, in Man City, bro. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, see, see, and that shows me that you are authentic K Dot fan because yes. you asking me which which one? Well, the Good Kid in Man City to me, is a yeah, it's right. a classic album, and it's like it's hard. I, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be hard, but it's like okay, now it's like okay. The masses need to. You need to sell albums now, son. You know. Well, that, you know, and I think that 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 ties into like you know with with Big Crit, Big Crit, his his the albums he sold hasn't amounted to the quality of the albums that he had a mixtape. You know, his mixtape albums to me was some of the better stuff he had, and then it was like even and he he kind of I guess he kind of talked about it too when he. Uh, with the Combat Jack episode is that, you know, a lot of the music that he had, you know, with the mixtape, you know, he didn't have to deal with, you know, clearance samples and stuff like that. So he was able to put off stuff that he liked 
just for mixtape stuff. But when you know he got to you know doing real albums, you know I guess I say real, but just selling albums, he had to clear you know samples and you know he was under you know other you know budget constrictions and you know time constrictions and stuff like that. And I think that and it, that might have happened to what like J Cole because J Cole had some of the his some of his mixtapes were the best bodies of work he had. But then once you know he went you know with a you know label and stuff you know things became a little difficult I guess. I I would be honest with y'all. Me as an artist, I love mixtapes, but it's just like knowing how powerful an album is, and maybe I'm just an album snob, but. I don't. I don't like the idea of putting this sweet ass shit on a mixtape, and then your album just not up to like par. Like, never I will literally that. hold if I know that I got a hot re- re- record that I'm feeling and that the masses is feeling. I will hold that that bitch back and put it on the album. Like really, like I just don't like the idea of like the mixtape. Just these songs is so dope, but we can't market them and like. Bit you know and prioritize them on the album. That's part probably what I'm guessing. That's probably what comes along with signing to a major. If they you know you can have a hot song, but they like if we can't market it, we can't market it. But to another thing, I want to mention on Nas real quick. Um, where do y'all rank for me? When you look at Nas and you think of, you think of Illmatic, you think it was, it was written, you think of Stillmatic. To me, I put Godson in the conversation right after that. Like Godson to me is probably his fourth best album. Like Godson the one with what's 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 on Godson got God the cross, the guy with, the with made you look. Right. Okay, yeah, which was he actually performed. He that. performed made you look at the that uh, thing Correct. that changed my life. <laughs> yeah. I was so happy. I was so happy. Made you look is probably yeah. I think my, I think Godson one of my favorite. God, Godson, I think that album that flowed really good. You know, you know that. Look I mean, up Godson, dog. That, that, that album flowed really well, Godson. and I and I and I was Godson a big fan of Godson. Made you look cross last the cross book around book around. They had the one with uh, Mastermind, Warrior Mastermind. Song. yeah, the Warsaw. Oh man, that album flowed really well. It did, man. If I had to go, I would go. It was written, Illmatic, Stillmatic. I'm t- I'll actually and I'll put Godson after uh, that. <laughs> There we go. That was, it, dude. that was it, dude. That was um, it. I also like Life is Good. Good, good, too. I like the new album, too. Here's my thing about Life is Good. I felt like Life is Good was a entire work of good songs, but no great songs. Yeah. there's. I don't think there's anything on Life is Good that I thought was a great song that has like longevity that like 10 years down the road. Like, let me put on so-and-so from Life is Good. But it's just like an album full of just good songs. Whereas most of his other albums have great songs. Even his bad albums have great songs. Well, even shit, even um the double album, the one where he had with Quan was one now, of my Street favorite. Disciple. Street Disciple. That was song my, with Quan is one of my, my favorite that's, songs. That's my favorite song. That is my favorite just song. Just a moment. Just a oh, moment. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was my, my favorite, favorite song, song off there. Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite songs. And the title song, uh, Street Disciple, was one of my favorite songs on there. But yeah. other than that, it was it was it was yeah, like yeah. he had a couple. Tracks it was like that. coaster music, like you know, sit your drink on it. You know what I'm saying? It just didn't do nothing to me. I was, and I was so disappointed, man. Godson plays right? through for me, dog. Like Godson is Godson plays through for me. Still, Maddie plays through to me. Illmatic, uh, I am uh, those. All those play throughs for me. You know, I, I am still one of my favorites too. 
and I am to me Nas's like is one of my favorite songs yes. of his too. Like Nas is like man, man that dog. Is, Nas is like in high school. Me and Gerald dog. Primo man, DJ Premier, Primo man. dog. Speaking I'm, of Primo, did you see that? I don't know. If, do y'all follow Worst Five Nine on Twitter? He doing an album with Primo now. Yeah, he has an avatar. It's, oh my it's called. God. He's doing an album with him. That was I can't the remember the name of decision it. ever. Yeah, he. I guess he's coming out with an album with Primo. I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for that. Yeah. But yeah, so that was another thing I want to ask about Nas because I, I feel like Godson is kind of slept on. Like I. I feel I like, like Godson it. Is, I, I would say that I like Steel Man probably it, a little better than. No, I do too. Godson. But I put Godson fourth. Okay. After Illmatic and it was written and and uh, Stillmatic, I, but I would put Godson fourth. And I feel like a lot of people kind of sleep on Godson. But um, so I guess the next thing I want to transition to is like the current state. <laughs> yeah, the current state is laughable. Wow, um, very but, laughable, actually. I mean, there there are some artists that's doing a thing that I really like, Ken, such as Kendrick. I kind of wonder, like, when J. we tell, Cole. <laughs> I wonder when we say like current artists who are doing a thing. It starts with Kendrick and then it kind of stops. Yeah, like, like I kind of feel like, where do people go after Kendrick? Like, it's certain music that I like. I like to enjoy myself and have fun at the club. But it's like Kendrick is one of them artists where you can go home. Like it gives me that feeling when I was a kid, kid again, where I was really in love. You got any cigars like, still off you? With like the <laughs> maybe so the the art. So, but 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 you're right, right, Mike. It's not a lot. Like a lot of music made now is just for okay. We know that this is gonna be a hit. We know that this is gonna have motherfuckers dancing. So let's let's Sweet. just go ahead and do it. You know, and that's what I think. One one of the issues with with the game is. It's, you ain't got to be the best to be successful anymore, you know? And that's one of the issues with it. You just got to have a hot song. That's pretty much Exactly. It. And that's what artists are writing. They're, they're not writing to be creative anymore. They're writing to just be, okay, this is what pe- people want. And that's to me, that's not being genius. To me, being a genius is like... Staying true to yourself, but also being able to be creative enough to give the masses what they 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 want, and that's not an easy thing. It's not, and it's funny because now that you mention it, looking back on it, that it, that's a strong ass point, man. Being able to make that, being able to touch all bases like that, like that's that's mad rare. And you almost like I said, I'm still not a fan of his, but like you really sold Jay Z to me on that point. Cause he does do that really, really, really well, and he still got bars too. I mean, he, you know, like you listen. But, uh, but oh, that reminds me. That's another thing I want to touch on. When we talked about him earlier. What do you think about him right now? Like what? Like what he's doing now? Because for me, right now, and I'm just going flat out say it. To me, right now, that nigga trash, dog. <laughs> like like dog, his verses on shit has been garbage to me, dog. Like. I feel like that nigga needs to hang it up. Because I feel like he's not put... I feel like he's living off of his legacy right now. Like, he's coming out with with new music... Well, he's not coming out with new albums of music at the moment. But, like, his last album... What was his last album? Magna Carta. The Magna Carta, and that's right? what I'm about to play for you. And, like, I didn't like all of the songs on there. But it's like... I think Dame even said it. Like, part of Magna Carta made you go back in the day to, to like, like, like Jay... One of my favorite songs on the album is F-U-T-W. It's Fuck Up This this World. And in that song, it's just like, 
it's like I don't know what Jay Z channel. He channeled that reason, reasonable doubt, like. But I feel what you're saying. It's sort like, of like he's established now. It's like what more do I do? I got to do. You know. It's but for me, it's like okay, like Magna Carta to me, it wasn't even a bad album. It's not. It's, I don't really have any really complaints about it. Like oh, like whatever. But it's like for me, I feel like Jay is really, really living off his reputation right now because I feel like. Most of the shit that he puts out is like either mediocre or bad. Like especially bad as far as like his his guest verses on shit. Like like look at like uh uh his verse on Drunken Love or like his verse on um shit, what's that other joint? God damn, I can't remember, but there's another joint where he has like a verse on it. Like his guest verses have been like garbage to me, man. And I feel like I feel like this nigga throwing it in at this point. And I think at the point, some some artists that, you know... Like, that Drunken Love verse was garbage, dog. I think, like, you get some artists when, when, when you got, you have artists that, that when they're, you know, when they're hungry and, you know, they want to, you know, really just, you know, be about the culture they, they rap. But when... I think you get... I think Jay has... Jay, Jay has had points in his career where he's comfortable. And he doesn't have to fight to, you know, be relevant. You know, there's a lot of artists that, you know, they have to fight constantly to stay relevant. You he know what I mean? Whack though. I mean, <laughs> but I think that it comes off like that though. You know, because he don't care. When you don't care, I think it, you know, it just, you know, it, I think it plays a part in it. You know, I don't, but I, but, but I. I I say that, but then I say, I mean, do you still feel like he hot? Like this is like, what I, I mean. Say. Hot is like not. Jay can still. Popular, Jay, I mean, hot I think, isn't good. I think that now. Jay can do verses and people might not care, right? At this day and age, Jay can do verses and people not right, might not care. So, are there any songs on Magna Carta you like at all? No, yeah, I like. I actually, I'm actually a, a bigger fan of Magna Carta than most people. Like, I, I thought Magna Carta was pretty decent. Like, I don't have any problems with Magna Carta. Really, it's just I feel but sort like kind of you do. I feel no. I feel like he's heralded like. Anytime he does anything, everybody's like, oh, shit, new Jay-Z. Oh, this is great. Oh, this is great. And when I hear it, I'm just kind of like, it's okay. Or, like I said, in some cases, like, this is whack. Like, I, I wish I could remember the other thing. But, like, like I said, the perfect example to me is his verse. Most of the verses that he do on Beyonce shit. It's funny you say that because that song was like a smash hit. What's up? What's song? song is great. What song? Drunk Love. Uh, the song is great, like, but I feel like he's the worst part of that song. Like I feel like they need to take his whole verse off I the do song. Say so myself. If I do, yeah, I, 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 I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of repeating the same thing. I think he's just. So I think automatically, he's just, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna be. A I think fan. he's just kind of. I think he's just kind of. He's not re- Jay Z will never get to the point of reasonable doubt again. Yeah. He will never get to the point of you I don't know, respect that, volume. Right? I mean, it took twenty years to make 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 that that album. It took twenty years of life experiences, and you know, once you put it's some songs on like that Magna Carta that like I tell you, like I really like it. Give me that old school vibe, like that F U T W. Yeah, Magna Carta got some joints, man. But like, I what guess, about Watch the Throne? Oh, I hated Watch the Throne. It's a couple. Like I love Otis. Like I love that song. You know, I love. I, mean, I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate. it. Okay, I love the way they came in there. I mean, to be honest with y'all, like I don't know if this is blasphemous, but in my opinion, Kanye killed Jay on on Otis. To me, that. in my opinion, you no, know? that's not blasphemous at all. And I feel like 
I mean, me, the thing is, Jay get, Jay get killed those songs. Now, Shit. I'm, I'm about to say something blasphemous. I feel like Jay dragged down Watch the Throne. I feel like he made Kanye worse. On Watch the Throne. Like, <laughs> listening to Watch the Throne, I was hearing shit from Kanye that was like Migos bars. Like, I'm like, Kanye's... I, I was listening to Watch the Throne, I was like, Kanye is better than this. Like, what the fuck are you doing, dog? Like, I hated Watch the Throne, man. I felt like Watch the Throne was like commercial garbage that they put out for the masses. And it was like... To me, there's nothing of quality on Watch the Throne. Like, nothing. Nothing? So nothing. You ain't, you ain't nothing? like niggas nothing. No. I like at, at all. Niggas, not, you, ain't, you ain't like that. Niggas in Paris won't even. Niggas in Paris is probably my least favorite song. Niggas in Paris, I thought. I thought Niggas in Paris was moderately hot when I first heard the album. But then they bashed the radio and media and murdered the song. They yeah, yeah. they pushed Watch the Throne. I mean, not Watch the Throne. Niggas New, in Paris died. New Day was one of my favorite songs on there. Uh, I, say, like, I got to a point where uh, New, New Day. Okay. That was yeah, one of my favorite songs. I, I hate watch. I hate niggas in Paris now. Because I just got sick of. I got sick of being forced to hear it. And, and there's nothing. There's no. To me, there is not a single redeeming quality on Watch the Throne. Murder it's the all, Exodus, one of my favorite songs yes, on there. I, I was about to say. That Welcome was to the Jungle was one song. of my favorite songs on there. I don't think. I don't think Watch the Throne was a classic by no means, but. It had redeemable songs on there. Dime, diamonds in the rough on there. Like to I me, I just felt. Like I think, I think it was. I think it was a better album for Kanye than it was for Jay. Because just literally, I think that. I mean, because I don't know. I mean, other than things that you know, um, Kanye has made on his own albums. That was one of the future albums where he actually had you know, you know, some decent stuff on there. Like well, say, Murder for, Murder for Action is one of my favorite songs that they they've made. Period. Well, okay. Yeah, the sample was dope. My as my opinion on Watch the Throne is that. Prior to it coming out, I had incredibly high expectations for this. Exactly. I'm thinking this is gonna be a masterful piece dude, of I went to the, dude, I went and to the that fucking, shit was mad commercial. I went to the fucking concert uh, when they had it here. I didn't go to the concert because you, uh, of how much I disliked the album. I'm telling you, it's so much pressure on the artist. Like you had them expectations because it's like Jay is yeah, it's geniuses. But the thing is, you could, you, know? you, you could. I you, was expecting something substantial, could, and I you, felt like I got like you was expecting commercial, a classic album. I was expecting a classic album. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I think the oldest video just gave me life. Like thinking, like okay, the album is gonna be because the video was the, the album is gonna have that intensity the whole yeah. time, right? And I, and I it, felt like and it didn't. I give you that it didn't have the intensity the whole time. It I was just, just I expected something deeper. Like I, I felt like I was gonna get like, uh, like college dropout mixed with the yeah. blueprint, like something like. I think that's like, unrealistic you know what you, as fuck. You, you can't, can't hear. Unrealistic in the sense of like expecting classic, mixed with classic. But I felt like I was gonna get something. Oh no, dog! I heard when I first heard No Church in a While, I was just like, this shit's gonna go. Like I think for me, No Church in a While raised the expectation a lot higher than I thought the album. Wasn't was that good. like the first song on yeah, it though? Yeah, yeah. and I heard that and I was like, yeah. okay, this shit about to go. Yeah. But then, like for me, it felt it just felt you mad, commercial, like. and corny, man. All it was like. Then all the y'all gonna make this, y'all gonna make this a three hour uh, podcast. So so what? What? Let's roll. So what? What? all the niggas talked about was like bragging shit. Like I got this much money. We drinking this. We driving this. I didn't want to hear that shit out of them, man. They could do better than that. You want to know? And what? that's what pissed me off about it was hearing all that braggadocious shit. I didn't want to hear that shit. But Jay been doing that like for the last came, couple of episodes. That's why I, I mean, blamed yeah, him. Yeah. That's why I blamed I him. I feel like that was from Jay Z. All that braggadocious shit. And I didn't want to hear that. I this wanted is, to hear like good music. I didn't want to hear. About the cars you got, 
the the houses you got, the bitches you fucking. <laughs> like this, like ignorant dumb nigga rap. I don't want to hear this stupid nigga shit. I wanted to hear like good music, like some substantial shit, the shit that I expected out of Kanye. And I felt like Jay Z dragged Kanye down, talking about these are my cars, these are my bitches, these are all the money I got. I didn't want to hear an album of that dumb nigga bullshit. Like that's why I hate Watch the Throne, man. And it's not because I, I, yeah, it's good songs on it. But that shit was so insanely disappointing to me, man. So if I so hypothetically, if I was the DJ at your wedding, I can't play you nothing about the Washington Throne. Then <laughs> no. <laughs> if you play niggas in Paris, that would be the last song you play. Looking like wealth, I'm about to call the paparazzi on myself. Yeah, I don't want to hear all that bragging <laughs> shit, dog. I felt like these are two of the greatest artists of all time, dog. They need to have some fucking. Well, Mike, I'm about to tell you music. what happened. I'm about to tell y'all what happened with the Watch the Throne album. And you can hear it. It's certain songs on there that I like. But Jay-Z and Kanye West have too much shit going on outside of rap. You know? They not sitting there thinking about, okay, we're going to make a classic album. They thinking, okay, I got these uh, athletes that I'm taking care of. I got this clothing line that I'm taking care of. I got Kim. Why would I care about that? But what I'm saying is, like, you you can listen to Watch the Throne and tell that it's not a hundred percent time and effort Here, man, drink put this, man. into drink this. the album. Drink this, and that's what we want. We want <laughs> you to be serious that's about being an artist. That's you know? That was like one of the last podcast. So Jay, tell me this: What's up? If you had to pair artists with Jay, that you could think of do a, a, a album with Jay, I would have said Kanye, and they fucked it up. Okay, outside of Kanye, <laughs> We're thinking about good artists now, past artists now, who? Who would you pair Jay with to do an album with? Do you think would actually an artist work out? or a pro- producer? Let's go album first. Let's go artist first. Okay, see that's difficult because I Jay. Okay, this what I him with because I would I I would pick Jay. I, 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 I think Jay can <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, see, see to me Jay is so big. I wouldn't want to pair him with with an artist. Like the only reason why I I accept him pairing with Jay is because Jay did beats. But if I, I think the the producers that can get the best out of Jay is two, DJ Premier and Timbaland. Those two artists, those two producers can get the best music out of Jay. I think the Watch the Throne album, they got these these niggas in Paris and Trash. niggas that got a lot of shit going on. So I think they just was hey, like, you want to know what? Let's do an album. This is marketing, but I don't think that they was like just. Pulling the music like the grittiness out of themselves. Okay, know? so what, what, what producer you think would do Jay Dust justice right now? Producer, like I said, Primo and um Tim Timberland. Like I don't think it'd be anybody new. I I would want to hear some classic <laughs> DJ Mustard. It's, you know, dude. You know what? For, you know what's funny? First, first off, first off. <laughs> and, and, and I, I don't even know if it's even one. You know, you have you have some music that you know you have it, which I call my guilty conscience music that you know I listen to and I know nobody will like really like. But I really like DJ Mustard's album, dude. I haven't heard it yet. I really like you know what because he he channels like Cali music. Like he he channels like you know Battle Cat music. You know what I'm saying like Battle DJ Cat. Quick. Okay. He he channels like those producers and stuff like that. I really like his album, dude. Like, hopefully you listen to his album before next week, and then we'll figure some shit out. I really like his production. It it, it, it kind of get it to sync to my Google Play for some reason. I don't know why, but I'll have to download a different version. 
I like. I, I think he just he, he channels those guys. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I think those, I mean, he 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 said that those are his his influences. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I think from all the music that you know is popular, I think people wouldn't like him. But I don't know why. But you know, I work out to his shit a lot. I like his music. I think I think his <laughs> Man, production. Everybody got guilty pleasures, dog. Yeah. I got I got a whole gang of them bitches headlined by two chains. So who do you like? Who, <laughs> so who do you like local? Nobody. Local. He's I he mean, was asking Jay for the record. He was looking at Jay, you, but I just shouted out nobody. You mean guys that are like like def- define local, like guys that, that 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 made it, or guys that still like grinding to like really make it. Like I mean, I like That's all of. So like do you all, do you do you listen to Apollo Brown? Do you like? Uh, I like Apollo Brown beats. I like uh, Black Mill. Oh oh yeah, most most. Who who would you who would you who would you like to see Black Milk work with then? Myself, <laughs> but other, other than I just like I like Black Milk's um album of the year album. Like I just like the like the the band type type shit. So I wouldn't mind work 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 working with him myself. But I would like to see him go with somebody that's gonna cha- challenge him. Somebody mm-hmm. that don't sound like like him at mm-hmm. all. Somebody that'll make him. Put out something different, you know. If you had the opportunity to do a song with uh, Danny Brown, would you do? Would, oh how my God! <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, most, most, <laughs> most definitely. I and think. the crazy thing is that you ever heard none of Jay's music? But like for me, like imagining Jay working with Danny, Danny Brown, Brown, like that'd be crazy. It'd know? be crazy, <laughs> but like in the end, like. I'm always into like learning something and like challenging my, my myself. Doing that a track cra- with, I, with I, Danny, crazy. like it'll <laughs> it'll bring music music out of me that I had no idea exists. You know was present. So do you ever? I'm trying. I'm trying to think of local people um, that I I know of other than you know super super popular ones. Other than like a, I mean I say super popular underground, but other than like you know. Black Milk or Danny Brown, maybe like a. Do you ever listen to? Yeah, are, you, are you familiar with like Comey, uh Yeah, I did shows with Coleman Young, Street Street Justice, D- Detroit City. Um, how you like Detroit City? I I mean, I went to school. That's how niggas went to high school. So, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, I love him. Man. What's that like? Illy's work is one, one of the most creative dude, dudes ever. I mean, bars, beats, whatever. I mean, he 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 just. just I love him, man. Uh, what do you before you say? Thing, I don't know, dude. Do how much does he rap a lot still? Billingsworth. Yeah, I mean he's still. Cause he, I know he, he do a lot you. of beats. I Man, we was in college, dog. When we used to have like, uh, oh, I can't say we because I sure as fuck didn't participate. But when <laughs> y'all used to have uh, like freestyles and shit outside of student center, man. Dog, that nigga was dope, dog. That nigga could spit, man. Let me tell you, I got a vault. <laughs> I got a vault of like Illy's work is like the producer that really got me to writing. It's songs that I done written to his shit that I didn't went on to spit over diff 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 different beats because they were probably a little more clubby and like more what people wanted to to like like hear. But Illy's work is like one of the most artistic <laughs> lyrical. I remember yeah, that. Me and him was in the man. studio and he wrote this verse just on the spot and it just like murdered it just murdered the the whole track. What do you what yeah, do you man, he, I, I love his I love his uh I love everything about his his music, man. He's he's like Between man, him and, and and you know and then Kari is one of my favorite favorite people just yeah, Detroit I love Kari, period. Man. What what do you think uh keeps Detroit artists from being from 
from blowing? Like, what do you... I mean, being an artist yourself, and you know, what I'm saying, knowing other, you know, what I'm saying artists like you know, coming young, and I'll be honest you know, with you. I think it's too many of us. I think that when we going, like I'm telling you, when I was going hard with Aviator Entertainment, like we we was doing shows all the time. I think it's too many artists where you at the show, and at a show you expect to see fans, but it's like it's more artists there than there are fans. So artists are not real. Artists are like. Studying other other artists, mm-hmm. like we like trying to get the best out of their show and incorporate it with ours. But what's gonna make somebody real big is the fans, right? So right. you got to build that fan well, base. Well, Detroit is Detroit is not known to support Detroit artists. Period. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Like you know, you go back to you know, even when you know, say when 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 Dilla was real strong with you know Slum. I mean, slum. You could go to a slum show and you won't catch us there. You know what I'm saying? You catch, you know, tons of, you know, other white people or other people there, or you know, any artist that goes. You could go to a, you know, a, a, a Apollo Brown did a show here. You wouldn't catch many people there. <laughs> Apollo could go to Apollo. Been, um, Apollo Brown been touring in Europe for the last couple of years, and he gets sold out shows, him and, you know, Guilty Simpson, all these other Detroit guys, and they, but when they do shows here, they don't get nothing. What do you think keeps, why Why don't our artists do well here? I think they don't get play here. Exactly. Well, one, they don't get, like, because we play, we play the niggas that, and I, I'm guessing, because I'm not in the industry, so I don't know, but my assumption is that we have certain artists who, for whatever reason, whether they pay the radio stations or whatever little thing they got going on, they do whatever they got to do to get on the radio. Them dudes get played and them dudes get heard so that they get they get the attention around here. But the actual good artists, like the ones you mentioned, who, who can do business overseas, they don't do that. You know so they get, they get their love line. overseas off the strength of their actual music, whereas the guys who get the love here are getting the strength off of their reputation. Down or? The line. Who, who, who from the D, the biggest artist from the D right now, would you say it would be like rappers? So I'm not talking about kids. That made kid it? rock, like necessarily. Like Eminem and probably Big Sean, right? Yeah. Eminem got on how? Dre. Through Dre, exactly. Big Sean got on how through yeah. yeah. So it's like it's difficult. I'm telling you. So I feel exactly what what you're saying. You know. Well, how do I, so? How do you think? Like even though you know, uh, like a Eastside Cheddar Boys or something like that, they never got on big, but they were at least they they were known in the city. How do you think? Like groups like that, kind of like became more popular than say, uh, you know. I don't know. Uh, they had a hit song for the city. You know, they had something that the people was going to come why and do, listen to. Why do you think... I think they had the money to pay the radio station to play their shit. True. Well, I think... I mean, at, all I, the artists that you mentioned that get played overseas, I don't hear them on the radio here. No. And I, I, think, I, mean, well, always, I think it's always been... I think it's always been a play, uh, pay to play for, you know, years for any anything... Any uh, you know, any people, you know that I think that that helps, and that's why I'm saying like we in the game now. The best, the best don't make it. You ain't got to be the best, best anymore. If you got money and you know somebody, that's, that's it. some of the time is enough. You know, that's how I look at it. Because you look at JLB, every single if you talk to somebody who's in the deep in the hip hop community in Detroit, 
and you ask them who are the best artists, whoever they name ain't on J- ain't getting played on JLB. Like even if you talk about somebody like I could post on like a random message board that's a regular hip, national hip hop message board and mention something about Black Milk and, and people know about it. They'll be like, yeah, Black Milk, this Black Milk, that, blah blah blah. I never heard a Black Milk song on JLB. I never heard a Elzai song on JLB. I never heard, you know, any of these niggas on JLB. Speaking of, what did you, you can hear, you can hear the fuck out of a random nigga that makes <laughs> some song you can do this shit to. You, you. <laughs> what did, speaking of, speaking of Elzai, what did you think of uh, Elzai's uh, Elmatic? Oh man, I love it. I mean, I love Illmatic, and I love the fact that I love art. That's I, an art album. I me, think that I, I thought that that was one of the best remakes of any album. Dope, creative. I that mean, I, it's Elzai too. So you you already know the bars and the but what's what's funny is that you know right around the same time that um, Elzai did Elmatic, uh, you had the guy uh, for Shine. Who did uh, Elmatic uh, remake two? As, I'm sorry, two as well. Okay. And he did one where he had uh, uh, Talib was on his album that it, it, he did a tribute to Elmatic, and he did one, and he had uh, Talib was on there, and some other people was on there. But I mean, one, I'm just partial to you know Detroit music, so of <laughs> course I was you know loving. But Elma, I mean, Elza is just a you know he's a you know he's the Detroit staple as far as you know music. And I think he made one of the. I mean, his 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 remake was so dope that you know it, it didn't it didn't make me think any less of you know Illmatic. It just made me appreciate Illmatic even more. You know, in the videos he did. You know, the fact that I always love local videos when you could see local shit. Like you know, he had Cody in the background. You know, what I'm saying he was down at Hart Plaza. Yeah, Hart Plaza in the background. You know. Stuff like that. And then he was just delirious this period, you know. So that was one of my favorite, you know, I, I think remixes of albums, you know. I, and I think he did. That, that was the concert we ended up, uh, yeah. uh, ended up going to. Uh, I think because he had the one where I, th- I forget which song he did, but uh, he had Royce. Royce Fine Out was on. Um, which song was that? And he had the guy from. Uh, uh, damn, what was the song singing? I hate when I start drinking. I start. I start forgetting people <laughs> and shit. Fuck! I was bent to that show. Yeah, I was bent as hell. Yes, Bum B was there, right? Bum B was at that show, right? Sure. <laughs> okay, Bum B was at that show. Yeah, Bum B. Yeah, well, not a question mark. Bum B was at that show. Jesus was there too. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, yeah. I'm certain Bum B was at that show. Was he at that one? I'm positive Bum B was there. Yeah, about actually that, that wasn't an Elzai show. That was the worst of five nine. That show. was the worst of five. You're right. That was the worst of five. Bum B was show. at that show, and that was at uh, the Majestic, I think, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. That, that's. I think it's. I think it's mainly a, a, a money thing, or a, or a who you know thing. Because like I said, the, all these actual quality. Tra- you don't even hear Danny Brown on the fucking radio here. Danny Brown is like. That nigga's big everywhere, dog. Like Danny Brown is big. I, I, I ain't heard a Danny Brown song on JLB ever, ever. And I remember when he when he. I remember going to a concert down at uh, St Andrews when he had, I think he had, uh, he opened for somebody. And I remember after the show, I was walking out with the I think the chick I had went to the show with, and 
he left the show after he performed with just walking down the street like regular as hell <laughs> and you know it was it was it was nothing nearly the you know the publicity that he will have now because he's like shit he's probably a he's so much of a star outside of the city like nobody you know one of the short knows who the fuck Danny Brown is it's it's like, Detroit artists we we gotta keep moving like if if like city not showing us love or putting us on the radio that don't mean you're not dope I mean it's proof in the pudding you know you you keep pushing, you keep putting out the hot shit that people want to hear. But I think that's why they're not getting on, though. Like, you got to find that way to to be high quality but still get radio play. Because if you... I don't know any guys is Well, like I said, this guy's is hitting it overseas. But if you want to make it big here... I don't I don't even think that's the I, I don't even think that's the objective anymore. I don't think no one you know, I don't think artists from Detroit feel that they got it because they won't because the, we don't support artists here. You have to leave Detroit to get artists. Dylan had to dip from Detroit. Dylan ain't, Dylan was in fucking Cali for years before, you know, his untimely passing and stuff. But everybody leaves. You have to it seems like they have to leave before they end up doing back, something. And then yeah, I feel. Yeah. I feel Everybody like leave. You know, you always always hear you know house shoes leaving and going to Cali. You know, and he was you know big with you know doing stuff here, but he had to really leave before he ended up doing. Everybody seen that they have to leave here before they end up doing something. You know, some, something major, and it's sad. You know, we don't support we don't support artists here. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about the current state. Like we 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 started on it, but we got distracted. So we talked about Kendrick for a little bit, but like. What you think about, like, the current state? Because, like, for me, the current state, man, like, I always I always looked at it like when I was growing up, my parents always used to talk about, like, oh, this is garbage, this is garbage, blah, 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 blah. But now, 90s hip-hop is widely regarded as, like, the golden era of hip-hop. And I always think, like, okay, when I listen to shit now, is this me? Do I think it's whack because it's actually whack? Or do I think it's whack because I'm old, like my parents, and I look like, oh, this is whack. And then, like, I think we have a, 20 well, years from I now, people will be like, oh, the shit that came out in 2010 was dope. I think, like, we, have, I think we have a good barometer of what, like, what's good and what's whack. Okay, so, so I, think, I think actually everything now is pretty much garbage. <laughs> that's, that's kind of my... If the 90s is a golden era, I would say that we're living in the plastic era of... <laughs> Of hip hop, where like the songs are dope for a minute, but I don't think that these songs have longevity at all. None of them. In ten years, we're not gonna be singing the songs the way we sing "Life's a Bitch" and we sing tracks off of "Reasonable Doubt" and off of Ice Cube and N.W.A. I don't see it. What's up with this trend of rappers that sound retarded? Like, is that like I wonder if like these artists actually are retarded? Are they sounding retarded on purpose? Give me an you know, example. Like, who? like Rich Homie Quan or uh, uh, what's the other nigga? The nigga that wear dresses. Uh, Young Thug. Like these guys sound like they so like, the legit thing, have like learning disabilities. The like, thing they is, really sound the thing dumb. is, we had that. ODB wasn't the same as motherfucker. But but, but okay, you, you can give one example. But like, I'm just saying. Right I'm, now, I'm, I'm, like I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, he was one of the people that I would consider. And I think I would catch crazy uh, flat for saying that, you know, ODB wasn't one of the greatest artists in the world. But, nah, I mean, you know, I think people, you know, reverend him because he was with, you know, uh, Wu-Tang. But he just had hot songs. 
he did a song with fucking Mariah Carey of all the people that you know he could have did a song with. But, but I don't think no one sees him. But ODB was one individual in a golden era, whereas right now it seems like the prevalence is like retarded sounding niggas. Like everybody, like you turn the radio, everybody sounds like they got a legit learning disability. Like they, they, they like. Uh, what's the nigga that... Oh, that, no, that was your Tommy Kwan that just had, a, like, a stroke or some shit like that. But, like, they, these niggas sound like... It's like the actual gimmick is sounding slow. Like, like you actually have a problem. And, like, I, I'm, like, I feel like, okay, this is what we live in right now where, like, all the artists that are sound, like, legit retarded. Like, I, I don't... I don't know. I, I, I think it's a... Uh... I, I I don't think artists like that is gonna uh, gonna last. They 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 just come and go. No, they're like not. The, but I mean, like that's like, like the, that's the, the era we're living like right the, now. The, the young birds and some shit. But, I think uh, it's about the priorities. Like back in the day, the nineties, it was about making a good song. You know, making a song for the people. Good shit. Now but even like, if that's still the situation, like I think it's right now like, they making songs for the people, but the people want that, niggas that sound dumb. I think it's more like like when I'm listening to these these tracks, I can enjoy them, but it's like I don't take them seriously. It's like oh, this is entertaining because it makes me laugh, or it gets me in a mood like oh damn, this 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 nigga's crazy. It's like being stupid or being dumb is in now. You know where before it's like being dope was in, writing a sweet ass song was in. Now it's just like I'm just about to make some song. I'm about to make a track. That I'm high as fuck to, and that I'm just, you know, that's what I think is causing it. It's like people don't care about the art anymore. It's more about I'm just, I don't give a fuck. I'm in this mood of I just don't care. I just want to have fun. I don't care about how a song goes. Hey, I mean, we had, and the thing is, we had artists that you know we 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 look up to that had you know songs of fun. You know, uh, Tripod Quest always seemed that they always had fun. With the songs they made, you know, it was other artists that had fun, but I don't know. I think we we're really in just a, a horrible music state. Like you know, Soldier Boy was popular for like a good long time mm-hmm. and made tons of fucking money off of just you know whatever the fuck <laughs> music. I don't even know what you want to call it. Exactly, Trinidad James. Yeah, Trinidad James was you know Another yeah example. Yeah, of just you know people who just made just horrible fucking music. I. When I when I saw I saw the Trinidad James song, I mean music um, video for the first time, I thought it I thought it was a parody of something. Yeah, that's what I thought when I first and saw that's Juvenile, what I'm saying. Uh, Juvenile that's the, Cop. Yeah, people want to be shocked. I thought know? it was I thought it was a parody of something. I didn't realize he was a real like rap rapper per se <laughs> until like you know when, when you know when, you know that he started getting more attention. I just knew it was a parody or something. I didn't, I'm like, that just can't be real. That this nigga, real, yeah. he's like, he can't be a real fucking artist. But you know I mean, you got rich homie Quan, you got young thug. I'm looking at the, the no flex zone nigga. Like these are like the shit that's hot right now. Bobby Schmurder. Like these aren't like this isn't even like real music. Like this is just like and it's funny with Bobby Schmurder. It's so talking. funny. With, it's so funny, Bobby Schmurder. It ain't even his fucking song. Like if I was Lloyd, I would be like pissed. That was his snatch, song for the longest. Snatch, snatch that record back. And then up. and yeah, and then you he fuck around and end up being on Jimmy Fallon. Well, Mike, I, honestly, this is just my opinion. 
I know it's uh, upsetting, but I don't think that these artists is gonna be around for a long time. I think no, they they no, they're gonna they're get in here and do they make their little money, but I don't think that they the music is quality enough for them to to like stay stay in the game. No, it's definitely not. That's that's my point. Is that like artists aren't making music to actually like be around. They're making music just for whatever's hot. But the fact is, is like, why is that hot? Why is uh, somebody like Young Thug hot? Why is Rich Homie Quan hot? Like, the music sounds horrible. Are why beats, is really, really bad shit hot are the right beats, now? Beats hot? I'm just curious. Like, cause I mean, they're I decent. So. Yeah, they're I decent mean, enough. Yeah, it it makes you listen more than just the intro. Like, the, like a, lot, a, lot, a lot of these songs is marketed for, like, the club... When people at the club, what are they? They fucked up normally. They drunk as hell. All they want to do is have a good time. They they not really interested in the musical content. They want a dope ass beat and something that's catchy that make them feel silly, make them feel. And this music is the perfect, is the perfect tone tone like like form. You know, it's not right, but I, it's just I, what I, it is. It's well, not my can, but, preference either. You know, yeah, but, but you can make. Hot songs for the club that's not horrible, that's not where you sound like you retarded. Like, look at, okay, like 50 Cent in the club. Like, classic record to me. Classic record. He don't sound retarded. He don't sound like he's missing some chromosomes. Like, why you gotta sound like <laughs> well, you just I, had a stroke well, I think, to yeah, be I, hot? I think it's a definitely younger generation, too, man, that you that, that's dealing with these stuff. I mean, you realize, nigga. I feel like these niggas I, do it on purpose. Well, I think. Like, well, they sound retarded on purpose because sounding retarded is hot right now. But, well, no one's told them that they make bad music. Exactly. Everybody's telling them they make decent a music. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, man. I mean, because technically, I mean, you think about it, technically, in the music industry, as far as fans, we old. Yeah, but I, I feel like being old shouldn't stop you from like saying like, "Hey, you know you saw you got cerebral palsy, right?" Like I feel like, but anybody yeah. should be able to no, say that. Like you it, saw you like believe, are legit believe me, I totally get it. You know, but I'm saying the the majority of 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 their target area fans are probably people who actually enjoy their shit, which are probably a lot younger. And man, I just I, yeah, I get. I, I mean, I understand why it's happening, but I just don't get like. It's like I, I get it, but I don't. Like I get like this is what's hot right now, and I get like people just want hot beats or something that they can do a dance to or whatever. But like I'm just hung up on the fact that like I feel like record labels are like, do you sound like you were retarded? Then we gonna we gonna put your shit. We gonna push it. You know what? Like why is niggas that sound really like legit disabled getting pushed? The bottom line, the masses are not that lifestyle song, Young Thug the. The lifestyle. This nigga has a whole portion of the song where you can't understand shit that he's saying. It just sound like it just sound like retarded gibberish. Like I wish I could. I, I can't remember it right now, but like, however it sounds, like a whole portion of it is totally non-distinct. Like it just sounds like like it don't even sound like words. It just sounds like gibberish. <laughs> I'll be honest with y'all. That's why like I've been doing a little more writing now. When I'm in the writing mode, I don't really listen to radio. I don't want to be influenced. You can't. I don't want to. I don't want anything of that to come out of me. Man, nigga, you listen to that shit too much. You gonna be shitting on yourself in public for no reason. <laughs> wearing, you gonna be wearing dresses and shit. Yeah, you, you gonna have problems. <laughs> it's a tall Tina. Exactly. No, that that ain't a tall Tina. No, nigga, you brought that from Target in the girl section. <laughs> and for the record, that is legit. What Young Thug said that. Leopard print shirt 
shirt, quote unquote shirt that he was wearing. That he said it was a dress that he bought from the little girl section at Target or some shit. Like that's, I don't know, man. It it, I, it bothers me because I feel like that's what labels are looking for right now. Like the dumber, it it it, it kind of piggybacks on the idea of like making black men look like shit because it's like. And by shit, you mean unintelligent, yeah. idiots, dumb, yeah, it, no it, care for humanity. Exactly. It makes okay. us look worse. Because it's like, okay, if you sound like you got cerebral palsy and you wear <laughs> dresses and um, you have entire verses of your song that are completely, they don't even, they're not even words, we're going to push it because, well, one, part of the reason is it's hot, but part, also part of the reason is because... We don't. We we're perfectly fine with black people looking like shit in the public. Like you got the white folks, the white cops, or whatever that are cool with killing black people because they think that black people are less than human. And then you got part of the record industry just saying, "Hey, let's put these people out that have like a a kindergarten education because hey, that's, they're niggas, and that's we that's that we're fine with them being portrayed in that way, and we're gonna make money off of it. So hey, fuck it. They can sound like they got you know that they're retarded, and we're gonna get paid." And black people continue to look like ignorant niggas. It, it it just it just bothers me, man. Like I don't I don't get it. Well, I get it, but I don't like it. I mean, I don't get it, and I get it. My I mean, I understand. Kendrick keeps keeps spitting. Big crits keeps spitting. J Cole, J Dunn. We just gonna keep spitting, and we gonna try to fight that. You know, um, I don't have the corporate dollars that these labels have, but as long as there's some good music out there. I can be inspired to make some other good music, you know. So yeah, I just wonder what it takes for like the artists who care and the artists who rap and who are, you know who spit and who who give a fuck about the culture. What is it going to take for them to get played? Because Kendrick is like a a a diamond, like among fucking sandbox filled with piss. Like like you, you can't. It's not like there's like a lot of Kendricks out there. Like there's. You look at other eras of rap. There's several artists. You're like, oh, this guy's dope. This guy's dope. This guy's dope. But anytime you ask, like, who's hot right now, people say Kendrick, and then they stutter. And 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 that's it. So what's it, what's it going to take for us to have like more people who are actually respectable instead of like, if a white guy turns on a radio, right, and he turns on JLB or hip hop station, he's going to hear shit that's only going to back up what he already thinks about black people, like. They already ignorant niggas. They out here getting yeah. shot by the cops. They out here set pants sagging. They out here acting dumb. They out here robbing people. And they're gonna turn on the radio and they're gonna hear they're gonna hear niggas like Young Thug and be like, "Yep, same old shit." They're not gonna turn on the radio and hear uh, hear Kendrick. They, I mean, they are, but they're not gonna hear anybody other than Kendrick. They're just gonna hear Kendrick and they're gonna hear Rich Homie Quan. I don't know. I just I I, I look forward to the. I've heard Kendrick's new song like twice. Three times on the radio, but I hear that lifestyle song with Young Thug on it like forty-three times a day. <laughs> I hear No Flex Zone thirty-four times a day. You like, know what? I, the, the way that we can fight that—not even as rappers, but like <laughs> that, because we're battling that stereotype. I mean, since we all brother brother brothers here. I'm sure we work around a lot of people that's not brothers. So the best way for us to compete, can to, for us to battle that, is to keep showing these motherfuckers that no, we are intelligent. No, we can talk. No, we can communicate. They ain't no, we're y'all. not angry. You know, but they ain't playing y'all. 
They're like agree. the people who who are like that. They they, they ain't getting no play. Kendrick's getting it, but Kendrick fuck with Dre. Exactly. Kendrick, whatever, whatever the reason, Kendrick gets it. But there could be fifty other artists who are just like. I mean, Kendrick. I, I, I don't think they're they, like, I, we ain't I, playing I, that. I, we want to play the ignorant nigga shit. Well, they, I, I don't think they get the platform. I think you know the the the, the which is great that Kendrick gets the uh, you know the platforms, but you know. The other artists, you know, these Migos or the, you know, the retarded motherfuckers, as you call them, they get like the Migos. platforms. Huh? Are you? Like Every time I think of Migos, I think of Versace, Versace. It's you like, can't I help, help yeah. it, They just get platforms, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and speaking of, so, you know, you can't really come here without actually spitting. My guilty pleasures are me. So, so because I've never actually you heard you spit. You asked, so and put you me know, on the spot. Okay, yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I have to. Ask, I have to. You have to though, you know, because we was talking before, and I was like, damn, I really haven't heard him. And I've heard because I remember him doing a photo shoot with you years. I mean, a while. I think years ago, a while ago, a long time ago. Yeah, So, I mean, you can't come here without. So, you know, Lacombe got skills too. He needs photography, not rapping. I thought thought about what I, I wanted, wanted to like spit, and since we talking about hip hip hop, this is something that I wrote like years ago, but it's something that's real re- relevant now. Do I gotta put on a B freeway? No, it's oh, straight okay. acapella, and this is how we go. Bread for this game, won't go to bed for this game. I'm here for this game. I got no fear of this game. My cousin said I could spit for years in this game. Sitting here in this game, listen here to this game. That I'm here to tell you cause this music's not the same They are abusing this game We are losing this game Too many people choosing this game And not loving it in their heart They want the money, not the art They want the charts, want people to know who they are Not knowing that they already a star Me, I'm gonna move far Cause I'm a raider of the lost art And today is the day I entered the temple of doom On my last crusade Please give me some room As I'm speaking to you and you and you and you and you About what people do Walk one day in my shoes And then tell me what you think about you Bread for this game Won't go to bed for this game I'm here for this game I got no fear of this game My cousin said I could spit for years in this game Sitting here in this game Listen here to this game Aviate. oh yes i love the i love the man uh, i had a jones references <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh yes i, I, I am thoroughly impressed <laughs> i am thoroughly you, impressed you, brother i am i am thoroughly thoroughly impressed man appreciate it man. um real quick before we wrap though i want to ask you man what why you don't like your old shit what like, do you mean? why I don't like it no what i would be asking you about like when i was talking about the old shit like the industry shit though like you always be like, I don't, I don't, I don't The reason really why that shit. is because you know, my shit, dog. Why, why you didn't like it? It's that? funny because everybody loves that shit, and it's like I love it in a way because any any verse, any song you write is like your your kid. Of course, you're you're gonna, gonna love it. But as artists, we getting we we want want to feel like we like getting better all all of the time. So. It's like when I think think about my mind state of what I I was on, and I think about the mind state of what I'm on now. It's like, man, I can talk about more shit. So it's I not, you, you know, you. it's a little. It's you just, made me think of it when you were talking about uh, how artists um, can, like, man, what did you say, dog? I can't, I can't remember what you said, but you said something like they cannot be feeling their old shit or that. 
something. I can't. Damn, I, was, I can't really remember what you said, but it made me think of that because, like, I looked at that shit and I was like, I still think that shit is dope. But you always kind of like want to disasso- disassociate yourself from that shit. And I was like, I thought that shit was. So it's kind of one of those things where I, you know, say I, I tell not like, like, nah, you you. You can't. Why? Why ain't you spitting illmatic shit? And he like, you know, because I'm I'm on stillmatic now. Exactly, you know, what I'm saying? It's, it's exactly like that. it's classic. Like and illmatic is is classic. I can't speak for every artist, but I just me as an artist, and I think you can ask. Like we always like the shit that we write now right, better than right, the shit right, that right. we wrote back in the day. That's just because it's just more important to us. It's more re- relevant to us. You know? Do you feel that? And I, I don't. And, and now I, I want to take a trip to actually learn more of your old music now to your new music so I can get the feeling of what he's saying. Do you feel that, you know, you don't uh, you don't relate to the older music or you just feel that I'm growing, this is what I am now? Because I, I, I would assume that, you know, the music that you that you spit currently is what you, you are now versus what you have done. You exactly. Know what I'm, so, I'm more intelligent now. It's, it's Exactly. It's the literal equivalent of somebody saying... When I was young, I used to do some dumbass right, shit. Right, you right, know? Right, 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 and I right, was right, like, right. okay, now I'm older, I'm more seasoned, I know who I am, I know what's important to me, I know what's right and wrong, you know? So tell me this. So where can I find the old me the old you? you where can I find the new you? You find that shit. So where can I find the old you? Where can I find the old you? The, the, the new you did. It's a big ass vault, but <laughs> I will say this. You can go to my Bandcamp band site. You can jdun.com Bandcamp. Band I got a bunch of material on, on there. I got I got the first Aviator album, which explains a lot. I mean, I got a track, track on there called The Reaping, which talks about my spe- speech impediment. I'm sure, like, we didn't been going for, like, how long now? Two hours now. So a lot of people ask me, like, damn, how... How the hell you do you stutter and you got a speech impediment, but you go in the studio and write sweet ass bars and you know spit shit on? So this nigga ain't never like hardly ever stutter on a track, dog. Yeah, I mean, and I just feel like are you are you familiar with Aaron Hall's life story? No, I'm not actually. Dog, Aaron Hall. I I never knew this, but someone from God, right? God. Okay. From what I understood, he had a huge speech impediment. And then he just never, it never showed any of his music. He, he said he had like classes and all this shit. And then, you know, for the music, you know, you know. So I, I get it though. Yeah, I it, think my my brain works off of that that rhythm. I think know? you get into a, you you get into a rhythm. You get exactly. into the moment. He didn't like, like he stutter down when he was spitting just now. Like if I freestyle. No. Like, yeah. If I'm talking and I don't know what I'm about to say, it's like the brain doesn't understand it. But my brain knows how to work on that rhythm. You know? And that reaping joint is hot too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I challenge people to really listen to that because in in that 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 track, the first line is "All my life I talk with a stutter, just like my granddad, the father of my mother." You know, so it's like you gonna you gonna understand it. In fact. That's dope, though. I mean, I, I I'm totally intrigued, man, to the music now, man. Thank you, man. Uh, you know, he you know he had t- when we was talking about you know music and you know he said he want to have you and I remember. You know, somebody. You know, he had did photo shoots, but I had never heard I anything. Really pause that. <laughs> 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 like he was talking about. You said he want to have you. I was like, I want to have you. Oh, like, you sound like you sound like Dame. I know you did I didn't want to do it. I it was funny. Like you, you said, he want to have you. Like, <laughs> have you I don't know, I say that shit. But I kind of, I kind of felt bad because like I never I heard. You be on the show. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just like, gotta have this nigga like you hey, dog. Go yeah, you that are nigga. total <laughs> asshole. But yeah, so but I didn't. I never heard any music. So I was like, damn, I kind of felt bad. But I was like, nah, that's that's a good, uh, that's good album. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, bro. Went that's a, a, I went on a hiatus for a while, and you know, part of, partially because of the stuff we were talking about. I kind of fell out of love with it. I was forcing out. I was forcing songs, songs, songs out. A good artist is creative enough to do music for the masses, right? But you want to do something that's true to you, but the fans will also feel. So right, 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 right. I'm in the process now, working on that. I got a couple tracks that I got written that I'm just itching to get in the studio and really do. So that's what's up, man. That's what's up. That's good. the sky's the limit, you know. Yeah. I was hyped when I heard that nigga was gonna start rapping again because he. He, he did stop for a minute, man. I was like, yeah. shit, you ain't gonna rap no more? No, oh, man, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm, yeah. I'm you, you get to the point where you're investing so much money. Like, I want like, I want, I want, want my shit to sound like everybody else's. Right. But it's like you said, so many times the city don't show you the love that, that, that like, you want. Now, once you get on, you know, the city will show you mad, mad love. I think some of the time it's like, it's so many people spitting. Like, how do you... Show that you serious compared to the next man who is investing five times the amount of money, you right, are, but right, is not right. as sweet as you. You know, right, right, yeah. So it's a constant, constant battle. Like I'm at the point now where I don't give a fuck about getting on anymore. I just want to do good ass music because I love it, and whatever happens after that, it'll happen. You know, but that's the my, right way. To, that's the right way to think, though. Yeah. Like that's the right way to approach life in general. Like the the idea of like to not approach it with like intent to like yeah like yeah. like people look at that the same way as like relationships like when you are looking for a woman or a man you know you're not it's it's harder for you to find when you out looking but everybody always say once I stop looking that's when I found somebody and w- once you get comfortable with yourself and and what you're doing and the life you're living and you're happy with who you are that's when you're gonna attract what you want. And it's the same thing with rap, man. It's like, you you know, when you out here like, okay, let me make something to get on. And the sad thing about it is actually right now, if your goal is like, let me make something that I know is going to get me on, it actually might work because the the system to getting on is so formulated. But like, if you want to get on, it's like the people feel somebody who's doing it for the love more than they feel somebody who's doing it for the, to get on or to get money or whatever. So yeah, if you if you if your goal is to like make good music, that's the best way to actually get on. So well, whether I shift to that focus, whether I I get on or not, I just I got to tell the city, my city, Detroit. I got a special surprise that I'm really working on now. I can't tell you when it's coming out, but when it come out, I think the city's gonna be real proud of it because it's it was born and raised June 12, nineteen eighty two, Hustle Hospital. I'm telling you, this next joint that I'm working on is for the city. It's straight up love. For real. Well, you know, I played that nigga the- when he first came out, and I played that nigga music on the aisle, dog. Niggas came up to the car, was like, "Hey, who you playing, dog?" I was like, "We playing that uh, J." Well, we say J. Dunn, but we was like, "We playing that industry, nigga." Like, <laughs> get on. We had, tell you, man. we had the CDs in the car. Like, yeah, go ahead, play this shit, dog. We was giving it away. I to cannot niggas. go on Wayne State campus without somebody saying introducing. Introducing because they know the bars, they they know the verses from back in the day. Dog, you know? if that shit played right now, I'll probably still remember your verse. 
Everybody, everybody was hot on that one song, the Who Run It song. Everybody yeah. was hot on that shit, dog. But I bet I can't say it right now off the top of my head. But I bet if you put it on, I probably the words will probably come back to me, dog. <laughs> I That's my, still my favorite well, you know, words, dog. I think you know, 2015 would be a great, you know, a great time to be, you know, what I'm saying, push some stuff, you know, hint, hint. You know, uh, we so. doing it. We doing it. I'm, I'm picking up the hints, man. I'm, I'm, That's I'm, what's up, man. I'm itching to get it. Get in the studio. I just been on a hibernation now. I haven't been listening to a lot of music. I just been. That's a good way. To I've been really listening to beats. I've been, you know, I'm telling y'all, we got some shit that's coming that the city is gonna love. I'm talking stadium <laughs> status. I'm talking motherfuckers is gonna feel it because I'm speaking to the masses. I'm speaking to D- 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 Detroit. That's what's up. So, anybody else got anything you wanna? It's no, I think we I think we covered it. I think we covered it all. We had uh we definitely have to have you on again, man. man uh, let me know, man. Whenever uh, anytime, man. When you know, you want to uh, bars, I give them. I just I love just kicking it, you know. We just speaking the real shit. All right. And hip hop is not dead. It's it's alive. Definitely not. Oh, not definitely. Dead. So, definitely. Well, thanks for coming out, man. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. And uh, we definitely you. have to have you on. Definitely once you start pushing this uh, this new music, hopefully sooner than later, brother. I appreciate the love. Thank you. For so sure. we're gonna let y'all know that we uh we're gonna have an episode next week. Well, this is Monday that we put this episode out. We'll have an episode, another one, uh, next Tuesday. It's gonna be a day late. We'll have another episode next Tuesday. Then we're gonna take a week off because uh, Otis got. Important real life shit he got to attend to. I got real life shit I got to attend to that's going to have us late next week. Yeah, trying so to get married. take a week off in two weeks. Trying and, to get uh, married and shit. And yeah, then, uh, trying to get married and shit. After that, I'll come back with my ball and chain. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure shit out after that. So. We're going to gonna have her on the show? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll uh, be back next Tuesday and then uh, two weeks after that. All right. Have a good one. Peace.